from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, August 7th, 2015, and it's the Roman Podcast. Only two weeks until the live show. Freaking out. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Harry's, our favorite shaving company. Favorite. In all the land. Uh, For many of us, shaving's a pain. Right, Eddie? I mean, yes. It's uncomfortable. It causes nicks. <laughs> Literally a pain. Scrapes, razor burn all over your body. All, all over. Uh, enter Harry's. It was started by two guys who wanted a, a better product without paying an arm and a leg to get it. Harry's makes their own blades. Uh, they actually like their blades so much they purchased the factory in Germany that, that makes them. They've been making blades over 100 years. I'd like to see that factory. Well, let's, go, <laughs> let's go on a vacation. Let's go. That let's would go be really there. nice. Little, little, uh, August 22, we'll go on a live podcast honeymoon. <laughs> Uh, well, Bavarian Her- Razor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't? Harry's has high-quality, high-performing German blades crafted by shaving experts. It's a better shave that respects your face and your wallet. No more poor-quality blades. Harry's razors are about half the price of other big-branded blades, and the starter set is an amazing deal. For just 15 bucks, you get a razor, moisturizing shave cream, and three razor blades. Why pay 32 bucks for an eight-pack of blades when it's half the price at Harry's? On average, the everyday shaver saves $150 a year when they switch over to Harry's. Wow. And they have way less nicks all over them. Yeah, and Jesse yeah. would save like $800. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can go right now over to harrys.com, and when you're there, you'll get $5 off if you type in the coupon code RELEVANT5. Now, just do, RELEVANT. Do you write five. RELEVANT5 times or just RELEVANT and then the number? RELEVANT with the number 5. <laughs> or the word 5. With your first purchase, get 5 bucks off. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Enter a coupon code relevant five Great. at checkout well, all right well like i said i'm your host cameron here with me in our orlando studio our illustrious producer jeremiah dunlap hello everyone on the skype line from loverland virginia jesse carey hello hello we're all still recovering from Lollapalooza. we'll get to that in a minute mm-hmm. <laughs> on the skype line from portland oregon that's joy Egrich. present <laughs> and last back from vacation with us here in the studio it's edgy eddie koffeltz Cameron and I have prepared a statement uh, that I would like to read before we get started. <laughs> for, for those of you who don't know what happened, a couple of weeks ago, Eddie brought a slice where he took a very surprising stand along the lines of justice. Uh, and uh, wisdom. It, wait, wait, wait. Not justice. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It caused, <laughs> it caused such a backlash in the Twitterverse yeah. that last week's show, which Eddie was gone for, he was on some sort of 10-year honeymoon anniversary something in, in Europe. Supposedly. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it took over the show. Yeah. So now that you're here, yeah. uh, I thought it would be fair for you to rebut the things that were said about you in your absence. Okay, you said rebut, first of all. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> can I, we, can, I, can I, I have, give some no, context? Can I, please, real quick? Can, please, I've re- prepared a statement. So go ahead, give your context, and then I'm going to do what I need to do to make okay, clear my so, name. So two weeks ago, oh, Eddie we brought a, a, a news item about an elderly veteran toll booth worker who's been at the job for 30 you know what? years. Jesse, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to I'm going to read my uh, my pre- uh, statement right now. Eddie's a maniac <laughs> and that's the context. On Continue. July on July t- okay. Eddie's a maniac. Please please don't interrupt again, okay? On July 24th, 2015, I presented a slice 
This slice was regarding a kind old toll booth operator who got fired for his generosity. <laughs> In presenting this slice, I made the comment several times that I would have fired him had I been his boss. From that moment on, the reaction to my regrettable words have been nothing like I've experienced before. Wow. Clearly, I hit a nerve. During this difficult time, <laughs> I have going. been... <laughs> oh, this is, we're not even close to done. Okay. During this difficult time, I have been propped up by my wife, Brienne, who has always stood by me during all of my slices. Additionally, my daughters, my counselor, and my millennial non-denominational pastor and two people on Twitter have been there for me as I needed it most. Thank you all for propping up Pop-Pop. The big cat has needed you now more than ever. Thank you. Clearly, I've done some thinking while I've been on vacation. Oh. Vacation in quote fingers. To that end, if you'll permit me, I'd like to share a few aha moments that I wrote down in my Oprah Grateful Journal that I'd like to. <laughs> that I'd like Eddie, to. Can I, can can I, I just that I'd say like right now, now? Before I want you to finish your statement. Okay, uh, but I okay. <laughs> I am losing so much respect for you. <laughs> my whole thing was at least you doubled down. Stop. At least you stuck stop to your what, guns. Stop and what you're doing right now, Jeremiah. This is sickening to me. Jeremiah, you ready? Yes. To that end, if you'll permit me, statement number one. Number one. I was unclear about a few points during the initial slice. The, uh, main, the main being the fact that I don't think that the law that the kind toll booth operator was breaking was a good law. I think he should have been able to be generous. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. Number, a, number two. Oh, look at Jesse. Jesse's number incredulous. Two, in saying I would have fired him, I was thinking as his manager, who I assumed, though maybe incorrectly, step roll in your eyes, is not the person who creates the rule, but is charged with following them by the state of Florida. I have been in middle management, and I have had to make the decision to fire someone or lose my own job. It was not fun, and I personalized the role of this poor manager, who I'm sure didn't want to fire the beloved toll booth operator. Number three, Jesse, <laughs> settle down. You want to say something right now? Just say it. I will. I will say it. Because you're going to regret this. You're going to regret it, so say what you need to say. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say. You brought... you. You elevated the show two weeks mute ago. Him. Number, mute him. Number mute him. Number three. No, 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 mute. no, no, no. Number three. You let me finish. You invited me to Go talk. Find, I'm talking. This you, is how this. Uninvite this you. is how this talking head thing uninvite works. You. The, the, the territory you brought us into. I uninvite you. Okay. Do what you got to do. <laughs> you, you take a bold stand. You stick to it. You like the irritation. You, 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 your statement should have been, you got a problem with what I said, I got something to say. Go listen to the podcast because I meant every word. <laughs> Number three. Number three. I should only bring slices that I understand. <laughs> that, that's, that's not required. That's, <laughs> watch watch any news channel or any, any sports commentary, this, any news. You do not need to understand the issue to, to have an opinion Eddie, about that it. For every slice, reason that your slice was good, you're undermining it right that, now. That slice, you didn't get the story. You took a, a, a ridiculous stand. And you, were, you, and you didn't back down. <laughs> yeah, and you didn't back down. You're, you're undoing the great things that you did. That slice was a little little more than a cold read and the facts were loosey-goosey to quote my to quote my to quote my you're gonna want to hear this to quote my one-time friend and one of the least supportive people i know jesse carey i was flying a little too close to the sun and i needed to pump the brakes big cat in, clo in closing and i'm gonna really demand that you not interrupt during this part in closing in closing a single question remains after knowing what i know now Hearing the attacks on my character, rereading the slice and finally understanding it, and listening to the following week's show, where my one-time friend and one of the least supportive people I know, Jesse Carey, circled back and talked about the slice again, I am definitely able to answer the question, would I have fired him? And I am proud to say 
No. <gasps> I would have waited. <laughs> waited until the stagnant heat from the south gives way to the blustering chill from the north. Winter is coming, old man. It's cold. And as we turn our attention down the street to a small shanty home, well-kept, brimming with pride, and housing a toll booth operator, his wife, and their grandchild, Tim. He's so tiny. It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> and his going on? And his wife speaks. Sweetheart, it's so cold. We're so hungry. Tim is so tiny and hungry. I don't know if we'll make it to Christmas morning. <laughs> Grandfather, says Tim, are there toll booths in heaven? Tim, says the toll booth operator, don't you dare let go. Be strong. Here's a lollipop and a dog bone. You hold on. <laughs> Just then, there's a knocking on the door. It startles the family. The toll booth operator approaches the door cautiously. Who is it? It's me, Eddie, your manager at the toll booth. I've been meaning to tell you something. Overcome with excitement. We're almost, we're almost done. We're rounding third here. Overcome with excitement. Only the, third. <laughs> overcome with excitement, the toll booth operator and his uh, wife both register a look that is far and unfamiliar to them. It's the feeling of hope. Maybe Mr. Koffoltz is coming through with those Christmas bonuses and they can finally afford to feed Tim and save Christmas. The toll booth operator opens the door. I wasn't expecting you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, <coughs> Mr. Koffoltz, says Tiny Tim. Hey, guys. I didn't think uh, you knew it was Christmas Eve. Weird. Anyhow, I have news for you. The wife grabs the husband's hand. Almost unable to contain her excitement, she is squeezing, prepared for the great news that Tim is saved. Anyhow, sorry, I've been meaning to tell you this. You're fired. Rules are rules for a reason. And if you don't agree with them, you're supposed to follow them. Anyhow, I'm a middle manager, and I can't do anything about it. I wish I could, so you're fired. Don't come back to work, and please don't complain about this. You knew the job before you took it. Merry Christmas. Can I take a dog bone home from my lab? End scene. Bah humbug. Edgy Koffeltz isn't going anywhere. Love Big Cat. Fire him. Fire him forever. It's like the sixth sense. He was dead all along. Never. I would double down and fire him on Christmas Eve because he knew the rules. That's what I'm getting at, Jess. Eddie, that, that's the thing. I'm glad there was a twist in there because though we disagree, I respected your stand and you, you've, you've totally redeemed yourself because you know, you know what happens to people when they fly too close to the sun? You get burned, buddy. They go down in a blaze of glory. <laughs> okay? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, so, it's, not, it's not a bad thing, is what yeah. I'm saying. So, there you go. That's my hey, response. Let me ask you this, Eddie. Who, who ends up winning the race? The guy that pumps the brakes or the guy that comes around that corner suicidally fast? <laughs> right. That's a great question, Jesse. Anyhow... Thank you all for your encouragement these past That's weeks. Amazing. I have not cared at all. And I am I would have fired that guy every day. I'd fire him for sport. Anyhow. Edgy uh, Koffelt isn't going away. Oh man. Well, we have a we we have a great show in store for you today. Clearly. Uh, the Clearly. guy Jeremiah, Jesse, and I just got back from Lollapalooza twenty fifteen up in Chicago. 180 bands over three days. You guys are looking rough. And uh, we're, we're still feeling the effects. Uh, we, we Coming up later, we have our recap of Lala. Oh, cool. Uh, not only the, the music stuff, which will, you know, help, you know, we have musical experiences and stuff, but also a little fashion recap, a little man on the street Like what section. you wore? No, of what we saw. Oh, I see. What we observed. Uh, uh, day uh, one, I wore jeans and a, <laughs> a nice button-down shirt. <laughs> Actually, he did. Yeah. Uh, Jeremiah, day one and two. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremiah and Jesse uh, did a little man on the street uh, section. Tried uh, segment to. coming up. Tried to nailed it. It, yeah. it, it uh, did not go as well as last year's. Did not go well at all. So, so that's that's coming up later <laughs> Fact, as well. Pretty much the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Well, Cameron, can I mention one other thing that cool that happened this weekend? Yes, please. We won an award. 
Oh, right. That's oh, true. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, the relevant podcast. Uh, the Academy of Podcasters is a, a national organization. Yeah. And they had an award show. Um, uh, there's nominations throughout the year and then, you know, committee votes. And they had a big awards event uh, in, in Dallas this past weekend when we were in Chicago. So we weren't able to attend. But Mark Marin and Serial and... All the all the big podcasts were there. It was for uh, meanest podcaster. Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> the category of Honest take the category of best <laughs> uh, religion and spirituality podcast. Uh, the award went to uh, yours truly, relevant podcast. Ah, really? Just, just a Cameron. We didn't. We yeah, didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, we didn't. No. <laughs> no, but I'm on. I am on the Academy of Podcasters uh, um, website uh, and looking at some of the award winners. So people, Cameron, you you gave a a video acceptance, but you know people there that were accepting their awards and Adam Carolla accepted the, an award there. Roman Mars, uh, the guys from comedy bang, bang. Um, like you're saying, Sarah Koning was uh, in attendance that week when, uh, Mar- So yeah, there was a lot of awesome podcasters that we were in, you know, had the honor of being in good company with. Did we just not realize we were up awesome. for it? Or no, something? no. Well, no, they contacted us. We knew that we were up yeah. for it. We just didn't think we were going to win. Right. And so when they told us that we had one and, you know, we were already planned to be at, at Lala, you know, we would have gone. Absolutely. But, yeah. um, we weren't able to do that. And so we taped an acceptance speech and, and very self-deprecatingly, you know, thank them for the award. I mean, this is crazy. We're in a category full of preachers and atheists and then we win can we can we see the acceptance speech oh it was aired at the event and at the i don't know i i I did see on twitter some people taking you know pictures of me on the screen and saying hey saw you win wild yeah well that's really nice of them what a flattering thing so uh we have a new addition for our studio wall it'll it'll we'll we'll go right there we'll move the bird smoothie we'll put it right there seems good right there it'll be a nice place for an award so there you go. Oh, that so so this is now an award-winning podcast. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Not only that, it's 10 years old, you know, so coming up in two weeks from today will be the 10-year yes. anniversary live event, so August 20 Fun here in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Food trucks are booked. Uh, it is sold out. Can you give me a rundown of food trucks or is that too boring for the podcast? There's four of them. Give it to there's me There's two shifts. I don't know what they are, but there's two shifts. I know there's four at the dinner shift and there's going to be two dessert trucks afterwards. Listen, I heard Jeremiah's Italian Ice yes, is doing a truck that's there. one of them. That's my, my, my Italian Ice will be there. Yes. Scoop Froggy Frog is going to be... There's just... People aren't as excited as they should be about that. It's kind of a big deal. Okay. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped. So uh, we're, we have merch. Uh, there's boxes and boxes of T-shirts right outside the studio. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll have merch there. And Is that like tank tops with our faces on them? <laughs> yep. Exactly right. Yep. That's all yes. the merch we did was just faces. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. We're, we, we're still you know working on all the details live show. The, the band plans are locked. Very locked. Are you going to... Uh, any hint? Nope. It's not going to be a disappointment. I'll just say that the, the whole the whole night. It's also not going to be a rap rap group Christian rap group. I will 90s. also say this: everybody in attendance will get their money's worth. No question. Yes, <laughs> every dime. As subscribers to this free podcast, yeah, uh, uh, as they also do, they this will get free award winning podcast. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be fun. Eight hundred fifty seats or eight forty sold out. There's a waiting list um, if you want to come. Uh, head over to relevantpodcastlive.com. People who have like, you know, when they got some tickets, maybe hoping to come, but then they couldn't or whatever, they're releasing them. So the waiting list is, excuse me, the wait list is a good thing. It's, you know, you might, you might still get in. So go uh, try and get your seats. It's going to be a lot of fun. Sold out. (laughs) 
It's quite a to-do, isn't it? It's quite a it's thing. really turned into a thing. Uh, so, yes, yeah, coming up. So, uh, relevantpodcastlive.com. But, okay. So, no, awards, uh, big anniversary. I guess uh, that's, yeah, it's uh, about daddy it. anniversary. No real other news to no, discuss. No, I has happened. Yeah. So, move on to entertainment. No, yeah, it's very entertainment. uneventful. Yeah. Entertainment yeah, releases. Yeah, yeah. I had a nice vacation. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for asking. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. How was Europe? It was good. It was oh, sh- hey, by the way, uh, Joy, oh, yeah. you got any news? Hi. What's going on in your world? Joy? Yeah, I'm getting married, so. Stop. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. I know I was going to like wait and just tell you guys on here, but then yesterday we posted. Listen, so here's what's funny. I didn't know that you had like announced that you were dating because we've known about this gentleman caller for some time. But I was. You ask me every week before the podcast begins, how's your gentleman friend? In a low whisper. (laughs) (laughs) Very uncomfortable. It's always a little creepy, but I love it. Um, And uh, so you went from announcing that he exists to like, okay, we're getting married. Well, I, I, like, yeah, I posted a photo just like a week ago of us just being like, okay. um, And because I don't know, I just. It's not like I thought I wanted to do some big reveal. It was just like I've done relationship stuff for the past decade and I had a relationship that I was public about. And then it's just weird because then it feels like, I don't know. Wait, which one was that? Mm, yeah. Okay. So I can talk about that on my website. You can go to that, <laughs> um, But anyway, so I just, I did not think last week when I posted that, that we were going to be getting engaged for a while. So I was very, what? very shocked and surprised. Um, but, okay, yeah, let's happened. talk about this. Are you going to take his name? Are you going to hyphenate? I know his last name's so boring. What is it? What is it's it? It's Reed. Oh, you guys got to just come Joy together Reed. and make a new name. Reed like, Rich. We talked about Reed Rich. That's cool. <laughs> I like that. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. But okay, this is the best part is yesterday we had um, like our first Skype meeting about wedding dates and planning with my parents. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about the ceremony and, and then we get to the... Um, this what, what's it called reception and uh <laughs> after party like, yeah i was like you know i just i want to do this different and it's really important to me <laughs> which they're like, like we know we've known they're like we know you want to do it different like yeah, we didn't yeah. think it was going to be like this traditional thing with steak or fish or whatever yeah and i've always been kind of curious how involved my dad will be and he goes Eddie and Jesse need to be the MCs. Um, <laughs> I think I can speak on behalf Done. of Jesse. Yes, we're there. So, we're yeah, in. we're in. Tell your dad. Just well, to, yeah, it's a done deal. Do you know well, that I, t- I texted your dad yesterday? I was so happy. You did? I did. I was like, hey, man, we're all really excited for you. He's like, thanks. Sarah and I are just so happy. <laughs> just, like, finally. I didn't, have an out- I didn't have an outlet, so I just texted wait, your dad. Wait, when you say MCs, are you asking freaking Frack to do the actual ceremony or just the after party? Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. for the first time, would you join me in welcoming Joy yeah. and her fiance? Yeah, Joy, Joy, I have no problem. I mean, I know Eddie is ordained, but if you want us to co-do, you know, co-officiate, yeah. I, can ordain I will see what ordination. I can ordain you right we now. We saw, it's going to come up later, but we saw a number of like DJs at Lala where it was like a duo, like the chain smokers or whatever. It was like two guys in the DJ booth. Cool. You guys could do that for the, so like you had the main guy pressing the play buttons. Yeah, yeah. And the other yeah, guy yeah. had like a camera and he was hyping the crowd up or oh, whatever. That yeah. could be Jesse's role during the ceremony. I was going to say, I'd be happy to have Eddie as my hype man. Yeah, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be more than happy to have you as my assistant, Jess. It'd be so great. <laughs> or you guys could just like trade off word by word. You know? Oh, yeah. Kinda, yeah. People love that. We would be, uh, 
Oh, we could be a matching outfits, like matching velour jumpsuits. <laughs> that, yeah, that's what that's the big like the biggest thing. I don't know how it's gonna go, but like you guys are definitely gonna be in costume. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of picturing like a Siegfried and Roy. No, thing exactly. Out. I've always thought of us in that context. <laughs> <laughs> you ride in on tigers. <laughs> no, I'm not even lying when I uh, nobody I thinks you are. To a wedding planner yesterday, and I was like. I mean, what is the rental on elephants? Like, what does that cost? <laughs> hey, that happens. Hindu weddings all the time. They write in on elephants. I didn't we know that. We were thinking, no. what if we just Neat. had an elephant, like, in the corner of the room, and it was never discussed? Oh, oh like, no. oh, that's, like, that's oh, the literally. thing. Just, like, puns. Just puns. Just visual night. puns all over your wedding. That's Joy, what, that's... can you tell us what city, and generally, what time of year we're looking at? Looking at Portland in January or February. Can you, you all make that happen? Y- yes. I mean, we'll be there. You know, obviously. That seems soon. Yeah, it is soon. What's the hurry? Yeah, nobody's getting any younger, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> These eggs started drying up when I was 26 yeah. and a half years gross. old. So. <laughs> that kind of stuff is gross. I was going to say, me and Eddie's schedule books up. Yeah, in we're minute. pretty biz. So maybe we get pushed. <laughs> we're just going to make that the reason. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, you know, but before, you, I mean, this is a pretty short engagement. So before, like, jumping ahead to the ceremony and being married and all that, yeah. there's there's really, you got to make the most of this time. You yeah, don't want to speed through it. This is critical. So, you know, we have an expert on the show on how to crank anything to 11. That's Joy Egridge. Yeah. But but we thought we should come together and, and give yes. tips to Joy on how to crank her engagement to an 11, make the most of it. So it's time for... Oh, with Jesse. I have a feeling Jeremiah put like... Ten times the amount of time into that jingle than I have. We're gonna try. So here's how Jesse's tips on how to crank your engagement to eleven, Joy. So Joy, I'm afraid that you already missed uh, the first, <laughs> the first thing on my list that would have made for a memorable crank to eleven engagement, <laughs> which is when he asked you. What, well, let me ask you this: Did he ask you publicly in front of people? No, we were in the middle of a cornfield. Okay, this still works. <laughs> you, 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 you look at him and go, no. <laughs> and they just gauge his reaction. And they go, just kidding, yes. I'm telling you, that would have been much more memorable. <laughs> Wait, can I say, so what was crazy is because I don't feel like people can keep things from me. And he really, really did shock me that when he started to get down on his knees, I involuntarily, looking back, I shouldn't have done this, I was like, no. No, no. We're like seriously, no. Not not like cute, no. Like no. I'm not ready for this. Knowing that he can keep things from her so well, the deceit as as an underlying foundation of the of the engagement is a good thing. It's really helpful. Really, really helpful. Huge red flag. Yeah, they surprised you with an engagement. I sort of did that, Jesse. Um, Okay, so this one. Here's what. Like, can I tell you a a mistake that a lot of couples uh, make in my time that I've observed as a uh, engagement. Uh, uh, consultant. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've, I've observed, I've observed a huge mistake for a lot of couples. They go to like Bed Bath & Beyond or Target Yawn. or Crate & Barrel no to register. Blurg. Guess what? You're going to have the same bowls and vacuums as everyone else in town. Yeah. It's a life of OXO good grips. <laughs> yeah. Snoresville. Here's what you need to do this week, Joy. Because, okay. you, you, you know, if you only have a few months, you're going to need to be there at least every other day. 
You need to head down to Sharper Image Bingo. and start the registration process. Bingo. I'm thinking, like, you, I, I don't think there should be an item of furniture in your new home that you have with your future husband that doesn't have a massager built into it. Yeah. <laughs> a ring of chair massagers around a fire pit out back. Five oh, chair massagers inside by the television. Can you imagine having a ring of chair massagers by a fire pit? It's the dream. That would be amazing. <laughs> People would come over to your house every weekend. Oh, that imagine if you had like a fridge got. stocked full of sodas on top of that. It's oh, everything man. you'd want. Oh, what hey, a but not only that, but but I'm thinking if you get a sharper image, even like the the marshmallow cookers that you're using for the fires. They're going to be wireless MP3 players. Bingo. <laughs> everything, everything that you have in your house is going to be, <laughs> it's going to have Bluetooth, even if you don't know what to connect it to. It's going to have Bluetooth capabilities because it came from Sharper Image. It's going to be, it's going to second as a as a MP3 player and a massager. You need to get on this. Too many people miss the opportunities. Yeah. Of registering a sharper image. True. So so this is my question for you, Jesse. Then if you are the MC at my wedding, would you also stick around and then just help us decorate our new home with all these sharper image? Absolutely. Items? It'll be a different fee, but I can talk to your dad about that. Yeah. <laughs> one, yeah. And one of the great things about sharper image is they do sell those robots and I think they can be programmed to set up the house. Like they'll okay, deliver good. themselves and set everything up. <laughs> you know what? I, I I always thought was that was the dream. Have one of those little short robots like yeah. bring you a tray of sodas. Right. I found out that's what five yeah. year olds are for. Yeah, Cohen's <laughs> yeah. Cohen's perfect. At yeah, it. yeah, he's such a sweet little he, robot. He was here. He got a drink. Hey, get daddy one of those. Right. Yeah, pop pop sweet. needs a drink. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. All right, what's your final tip on how to crank her engagement to an eleven, Jesse? Oh uh, no. <laughs> The pre-laugh pre uh, is my favorite thing. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'm going to skip plan a Hobbit-themed wedding. I had a thing about that. Uh, okay, how about how about this, Joy? This is this is make it. This is going to make it truly epic. Okay, and we know from experience. Demand that your future spouse show consolidarity by taking a strong scan stand against an elderly, generous <laughs> veteran working for the city. Here's the thing. I guarantee you it will be a memorable engagement. Here's the thing. You know you know what? Her, her, her we fiance, know that's going to turn out epically. He probably would take that stand because he's wise and he understands the ways of the world. And, like, and middle management. He's, he gets it. Like, he understands I it. Will say I will say probably I, I don't know when the music came in that was pretty amazing but when you had your line about like I have been in middle management and I know like it yeah. literally was the exact same cadence of an MLK speech <laughs> <laughs> I, I was really trying when I had my head to practice that I was going to try to preach it so that was really the thing is like get on your toes and really go for it <laughs> yeah. so anyhow alright that'll do it for <laughs> Jesse that was great Jesse. Wait for it. It's a hot lick. I had that, that one a, just for you. That is a hot lick. Yep. That, that's <laughs> also how to crank an engagement to 11. <laughs> just have that. Hot licks. Yeah. Hot say, licks. Sadly, sadly, my tips did not even come close to, to the buildup of that theme song. <laughs> it was good work. <laughs> well, moving the show along, uh, it's time for our new segment, In Case You Missed It. In Case You it. This is where we uh, recap a couple of things happening in culture and entertainment each week. It's a new thing. We're still still getting the legs under it. I like last I week's. love it. I thought yeah. it was really good. Yeah, we got yeah, four we got four quick items this week. Uh, right. things right. happening in culture just keeping up. You've been traveling. Uh, yeah. you, you may have missed some of these things. So yeah. here you go. Uh, it came out. There's a video that came out. Uh, you guys heard about the Lexus hoverboard yes. that oh, was yeah. announced, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, a video came out 
uh, of of it actually being ridden oh, in cool. a skate park. Neat. So it's like there's this real guy riding a real hoverboard. It's about two, three inches off the ground all around the skate park. Everybody's freaking out. Yeah. What makes it hover? Well, here's Bingo. the deal. Yeah. It's all a ruse. Here's no. the deal. Yeah, yeah. What? Disappointing. It's disappointing because if you look a little closer, the behind the scenes video shows the board's actually riding on top of a hidden track that holds it in place thanks to metal and magnets. I mean, yeah. this is basically oh, like a, one of those, like, you know, monorails and Why stuff. Exactly. The technolo- monorail technology has been around forever. Lexus wanted us to believe that they created something new because they covered the tracks in, like, a thin layer of concrete. Yeah. Why would they do that? Yeah. Well, because it get, uh, we're talking about is, it. But this is, like, the number one technology that this generation waits yeah, for. Yeah, but we're saying, look at Lexus innovating. They must right. be innovating in their cars, too. It just puts in your head that Lexus... But now I feel like, now, s- now that I know what I know about them, yeah. they're probably just taking, like, It's all a, smoke and mirrors. Right, a Toyota Tricell and yep. cover yep. it up with a Lexus. <laughs> so if you're driving a Lexus, you're a chump. That's yeah, what it comes can, down can to. Can I say Nailed this too? It. We're one of the only outlets that are calling a spade a spade here. Yeah. yeah. Hot oh, take. Yeah. Another I, hot I, take. We win awards. I got uh, Tiffany uh, showed me a text that she got earlier about someone who was real mad that we took this hot take on the Lexus uh, hoverboard. Hoverboard, really? Well, because here's the deal: if you want to see the video, you want time if you, for that. If you want your <laughs> if you want your bubble to be burst, go watch the video. We we have it on the uh, podcast episode yeah. page. We yeah. put it on our site this I'm week. I'm going to choose to believe it exists. Uh, <laughs> uh, somebody has made a Christian parody of Uptown Funk. Oh no! Yeah. Came out this week. Yeah, that... uh, Bruno Mars and Mark Ronson's Uptown Funk. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, we didn't need a Christian. parody of it but this one's actually it's not it's, it's, it, it appears to be a promo for uh the international church of las vegas's upcoming holy spirit conference <laughs> hence the references to quote tongues of fire taking you higher man so good amen make benny wanna retire man presented without further comment here's a clip he's good amen tongues of fire take you higher man so good Hallelujah. Oh. Here's what it, here, here's what I can't tell. Did they Are say we, Benny make Benny want to retire? Yeah, Benny Hinn. Uh, Benny Hinn. I, here's what I can't tell. Are we laughing at them or with them? I, I don't. That, I, I gotta I, see. I, gotta I don't see know. It. I don't know if they're laughing. Yeah. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Because uh, right. we're laughing. I'm laughing. Do they think it's awesome or do they think it's terrible? The, the, That's the, what the, I need oh, to know. What's the vibe of the video? Is it like? It's like trying. <laughs> well, like trying. you can see the clip of the video on the uh, podcast episode page. Yeah, I like. think oh, you, I think great. it's up to the viewer to decide whether how ironic <laughs> oh. or how much how how far their tongue is into their cheek in the presentation. I, I think I think it's tongue in cheek. Or are they just like the cool guys who had an a radical promo idea for the Holy Spirit conference that'll reach see, the generation but, but of like, today? Like Lexus, it worked. <laughs> but see, we're talking about their Holy Spirit conference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we've been burnt by like Christianity of the '90s, where they were totally serious about this. Like, oh, I know how we'll reach culture, yeah. And they'll do, we'll like, do like a Reese's logo, but it'll say yeah, Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think we're still yeah. burnt by that. I think these, guys, I hope these guys were yeah. tongue in cheek. So it's too soon, too soon for this. I think. I for, think it is too soon. I think yeah. we for, need forever, another, another forever, four, too soon. Four decades from now, we can start the parody songs again, and nobody will believe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, n- next, uh, in case you missed it, uh, they've made a movie called The Third. 
33 about the Chilean miners um, being rescued. Oh, don't. Antonio Banderas. Are you trying to get me in trouble in again? No. Why? It tells the true story of the group of Chilean miners who became Ugh. trapped after a mine collapse in 2010, capturing the attention of the world. As the trailer shows, the movie also focuses heavily on the faith of the men who are trapped deep underground for more than 60 days. Here's a clip of the trailer. Brothers, sisters, and we are their only hope. Our Father, who art in heaven, we ask you today to protect our families. Let's get ourselves some miners. I believe we'll make it out of here because, because I choose to believe it. Oh, thirty three of us. Say something. See you, old man. Up there. Okay, can can we talk about this for a second? Wait, Eddie, it seems like you're not. Nope, 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 nope. I don't want to get into it. Edgy Koffeltz already had a no, pretty no, no, big no. debut. What's your hot take no, on hearing that? This is what that. it's about. It's I don't have I, I have a I have a thing about the Chilean miners that what? I've thought for years. What? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like they shouldn't have got trapped in the first place. <laughs> Dig in, man. Dig in. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> dig in like a miner. Everybody says they were like heroes, right? But they actually were just not very good miners that t- just didn't die in a hole, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like when you, <laughs> like, right? Like when you really think about it, it was like good. They stayed down there and they were really brave down there. But it wasn't like, hey, we actively did something. Well, do we know that they were brave or they just couldn't get it? I mean, you right? know what I mean? Right. We don't know. We don't know what happened. But it's yeah, like it's I think like here. Are we done? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to come to the defense of no, the Chilean miners do this who again. survived 70 days in a hole and captured the attention of the world. I'll have, I'll have a statement about fa- this. And their faith sustained them. I'll have a statement and, about that, this That were sustained week. by the faith and the families that camped out at the hole for I, I, two months. I know. Let me come to their defense. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad they were prayerfully in the mining hole. But (laughs) (laughs) in the mind. So what you're saying is really, this is a thing of like, even when we make mistakes, God and our faith will sustain us. And like, you know, I mean, that seems right. Yeah. I think you're assigning a lot of fault to the, to the miners where it's a, it's a dangerous job. And from what I understand, they weren't working, uh, you know, in the safest conditions for possibly the most reputable. No, that I understand too. (laughs) Yes. I agree with all that. I guess we're all on the same page. What a good fun thing that was. Let's keep moving forward. (laughs) You will not be seeing the 33 when it comes out. Oh, no, I'll be seeing it and weeping the whole time because yeah. they're heroes. <laughs> Edgy Koffeltz has a heart. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Edgy Koffeltz, another hot take against heroic yeah. miners in an impoverished country. That's and, and I also, can't wait for the letter next week. And this I'll be doing be the good. Antonio Banderas voice uh, for Joy's reception if I can. <laughs> yes. I'll try to work it out by then. He will come in the full Puss in Boots costume. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, I can't do it. I'll work it out. Okay, uh, final, in case you missed it, in a culture where a uh, movie about Legos becomes a blockbuster, uh, it was it was only a matter of time before this happened. A studio has greenlit a new animated movie starring Pez dispensers. Huh. The uh, the CEO of Envision Media Arts told uh, Deadline that they are working on a quote story that will touch the hearts of many about the <laughs> slender candy dispensing excel- accessories. I see action thriller. Yeah, yeah. I'm already yeah. weeping. Yeah. Can I can I make this about me again for a second? Sure. We hope you Please always. Do. It's your day. Yeah. Well, when you mentioned Legos, I have said that I don't have a job and I haven't, you know, had a paycheck for the last whatever couple months, but I did have one job and I did get one paycheck. (laughs) When I starred in my first ever promo video as a Lego lady for the Cartoon Network. I saw it. No. (laughs) I saw it. She really did. Lady for the Cartoon Network. She's wearing the full yellow Lego head. You can't see her. She's got this. Can we find this anywhere? How did you do this? Or I put it on my Facebook. it. It, um, yeah, like I had met with an acting agent here in Portland and I just 
I, I was like, just curious about all these things. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm 33 years old. I have never taken acting except for improv. And you know, what, is there actually a chance I could get something? And she was like, well, yes. She's like, you have, you have a neutral look. So <laughs> you could be a, a mother or a doctor or a villain. Literally, that was the three things Those she three said things. for me all at the same tone. I was like, villain? Or, Sorry. or a Lego lady in a full body yeah. costume. Well, but so then she was like, you need to, the only thing I'd suggest is you need to take classes on how to do an audition and how to um, audition on camera and whatever. And I said, okay. Well, then the next day I had a friend who had a friend that's a casting agent and this Cartoon Network thing was coming together and they needed people and they were like okay you need to come in for for an audition and i was like oh gosh i've never done this and so i went in i did a cold read and i got it uh, but it was yeah it's not even my voice they like had cartoon voiceovers but i still had to memorize the lines because i had to know how to like i couldn't see anything it was like sitting in a dome of my own emotions sweat wow <laughs> when they when they gave you the role you're like wait a minute i don't understand the so they're not going to, this says they're not going to see my face. I'm a huge Lego head. <laughs> yeah, no. To, and, and literally, I think the only reason I probably did get it is because no self-respecting like actor wanted to be stuck in a head all day where they couldn't breathe. So <laughs> still, but, I mean, you're on, I mean, a lot of people are going to see it. It's on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Well, it was, it's for South by Southwest. They're doing a big thing there because Lego and Cartoon Network are doing a, a partnership. So the whole thing was that like I was on a date with the um, Cartoon Network and I wanted him to establish or yeah. define our yeah. relationship. Yeah, she's a Lego lady in the Cartoon Network logo and they're they're hanging out. They're vibing. Wow, yeah. I'm really proud of you. Thank well you. Done. Thank that, you. So check it out on the podcast page, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Okay, well, that'll do it for... Wow. In case you missed it. It's time for entertainment releases. Music coming out next Friday, August 14th. Grace Potter's coming out with Midnight. New Politics coming out with Vikings. The Good Life is coming out with Everybody's Coming Down, Teen Days with Morning World, and Black Alicious with Imani Volume 1. I like Black Alicious. He hasn't made hip-hop in a while. Movies coming out on that same Friday. Was he making something else, or was it just not hip-hop? <laughs> uh, no, I think he just kind of went away for a while. I get that. Um, now he's back. Yep. Uh, movies coming out that same day. The Man from Uncle, U-N-C-L-E with periods, you know, the CIA agent. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guy, guy Ritchie. It's a Guy yeah. Ritchie. Yeah, with yeah. Superman. Army Hammer's in it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Army Hammer, uh, who was <laughs> the know? Winklevoss twins. Lone uh, Ranger. Who's Lone Ranger. Yeah. Uh, yeah, from Big Christian Family, Army Hammer. Uh, cool. I was on the board at ORU with his dad. Interesting. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Also coming out, Straight out of Compton, the story of uh, NWA. Can't Dr. Wait. I can't wait for that. <laughs> I'm actually really excited. Are you excited? Yeah. You love hip hop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't an NWA fan back then. I was in that same era. I wasn't into Public Enemy and that hard gangster totally. stuff. I was more into like the Far Side and Tribe Called Quest and things like that. But but then uh, you go back and you rediscover why they were awesome. But they, they were awesome. They were. They I'm were groundbreaking. I'm yep. excited yeah. about it because it was a groundbreaking era for hip hop. Mm -hmm. And it'll be cool to see this story. So Because all those guys didn't just go on to the music industry, you know, uh, Dr. Dre is, you, you know, shaped the technology. Beats just got bought by Apple. You know, you look at, uh, you know, a lot of the guys that have gone on to careers in the entertainment industry in general, they're hugely influential in modern pop culture. Oh, by the yeah. way, in entertainment releases that you were putting together last week, you didn't include Dr. Dre's uh, final it, album. Because oh, it was, it was a, surprise a surprise release. Yeah, yeah people yeah. asked why we didn't include it, and it's because it was a surprise. We surprise release. Apple Music. Yeah. Cool. I, I have a question for you, Cameron. I feel like you would probably know the answer okay remember timber everybody knows timberland but do you remember timberland and magoo that was like what we listened to in of high course, school of course but it's not timberland it's timba land timberland. you know where you know where they're from virginia mm -hmm. beach 
Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, what happened to Magoo? That's my. I I lay awake at night. You don't want to know. I don't know. I'm I, I'm I'm sure he's still around. Yeah. You're just p- picking at scabs. Uh, yeah. He just. You no. Know, people got tired of his voice. He's like he just, Kel. Yeah. Like no one cares about Kel. Oh. All the boys come to the milkshake yard. Thing? No, 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 Kenny and Kel. Oh, Kel. <laughs> yeah, that, Kel's yeah. out of the picture. Yeah, waiter. He's a waiter in L.A. or something. <laughs> he is at Good Burger. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. In case you missed it, Joy's engagement tips. Crank it to eleven with Jesse and uh, Edgy Eddie's statement. Right. <laughs> My apology. That was not an apology. Fired. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Up next, slices. To Alice in Wonderland, the song is "You Don't Know" featuring Wayne Coyne. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard "Night Terrors of 1927" with Dustin Bones. You might <laughs> tr- deep cut music fans might catch a trend already. Mm-hmm. These were artists that we saw and liked at Lollapalooza. <laughs> All of the music on this week's show is that's Lollapalooza fine. artists. So there you go. And uh, that segment's coming up later. So yeah, yeah. Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, so an architecture uh, firm in the UK has figured out how to repurpose a structure that was actually one of the uh, largest sculptures in all of England, and they're going to repurpose it because it was built for the 2012 Summer Olympic Games that the that London hosted. So what they're going to do is they built this this uh, sculpture there at the Olympic Park in London that's called the Acceleror Middle Orbit, right? So this big elaborate, it's basically just a big tower that looks like some sort of fancy, um, it almost looks like a strand of DNA that's like curling up in the air and coming back down. It's just a big conceptual type of sculpture, but it's been there for years now and they want to find out, well, what can we do other than just having this as a sculpture? They are going to build around it the world's longest slide. Oh, cool. Yeah. The world, it's going to be 249 uh, feet long. It's going to take uh, almost 40 seconds to descend the entire length of the slide. It's going to wrap around the sculpture, um, and you actually reach speeds of 15 miles per hour. No way. Wow. Is it going to be metal and really hot in the summer like all the playgrounds are? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. kind of rusted on the corners? Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a pretty big hazard for everyone that uses it. But I think it's a cool... <laughs> I've always wondered, I don't know why playgrounds are only relegated towards children. Because th- this yeah. isn't just going to attract children to the sculpture. Anyone can go pay $8. I, if I was in London, I would absolutely make a trip to try the, the world's longest uh, uh, slide. And yeah. I think it starts a good trend. I, Cameron, I know uh, one night when I was down there uh, a couple uh, weeks ago, and we were hanging out, we were watching American Ninja Warrior at your house. Right. Obviously. Yes. What else and is, the whole yeah. time I'm what thinking is, there's no reason that these courses or slides like this, because the American Ninja Warrior course is basically a playground for adults. I was watching the show the other night. It was uh, the, the Orlando finals mm-hmm. yeah. for American Ninja Warrior. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, I want to do that. 
But I, I wouldn't last a second on it. But you're I mean, proving my point. Why don't they have these just out? Why don't they have in public parks these kind of courses for adults like they do children? It's more like, actually, what we need is the wipeout course. The American Ninja Warrior one, you're going to get yeah, hurt yeah, on. Yeah, wipeout. We need wipeout. Wipeout would yeah. be yeah. something we could do. Jesse, you know, this world's tallest slide, how tall did you say it was? Uh, it's, it's the longest slide, so it's 249 feet. Wow. You, know, you know, some else are building down here. What? Is the world's tallest roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. It's called what? Sky it's called Sky Coaster and it's gonna be five hundred and seventy feet tall, oh. which is sixty stories oh my no straight way. up and down. And and the entire structure is literally just this coaster. Yeah. Like Who, who's building it? Is it an iDrive thing? Yeah, it's an iDrive yeah. thing. There's a picture right there. It's just a big oh tower. My gosh. And you go out and upside down and it's That's crazy. Right. Yeah. So maybe what we need to do, we do the, the big coaster. Yeah, the yep. and then we go ride the big slide. And do you do you just write Jesse? Does it say if you just write it like a normal slide, or do you get in a bag or sit on a sled or Good something? Question. I, I think they have some 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 of the pictures I saw that you know right now they only have like the the mock up designs, but one of them it looks like the guy is just in street clothes, but I can't tell if he's sitting on like a little piece of fabric or something. I'm assuming you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to do it in shorts. If you're gonna, but if you're sitting on one of those like potato sacks on a slide, you're going way faster than 15 miles an hour. After a That's while, true. you know, but there, there's a lot of corkscrews in this that I think taper the speed a little. I don't know. I still think you're flying. Yeah. You need some. Fr- I'm saying you just need some thigh friction, is what I'm saying, <laughs> no, to understand. keep yourself down to 15. Yeah, right. you got to put. It's a, it's a tube, right? It is, is it a tube. It is a tube. So you don't oh, fly off. Top. I could not there's, do that. Really? Yeah. I'm, I've, you don't like like wet and wild with all the tube rides? No, but like I'll handle them because like you know it's quick. But going down for that long in a tube. You can't really yeah. see where it starts and ends. And oh, like, can you imagine how many shocks you're going to get? Like those oh, tube yeah. slides. By the, the end worst. of it, it's just like a lightning bolt. The, the tube <laughs> ones, when I, was a, hair like this. when I was in high school, I went wild. I'd always try to get wedged. So then when my friends would come flying oh, down the dark tunnels around oh, the corner, yeah. I'd be there and we'd have a huge collision. And there'd be like eight of us piled in them together <laughs> as we came out the end. It was fun. It is hey, Eddie, so, so your nightmare scenario here <laughs> is that you show up. And you're in shorts because it's summer in London. Right. right. Shorty. Sweat. I'm in short shorts. Yeah, you're short Swe- shorts. Sweaty shorts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you do not, like your whole thing is it'll be over quickly. There's nothing to be afraid of. Even though I'm in a tight, constrained tube right. that is hundreds of feet in the air. You're, you're, and mentally, you're just thinking, okay, it'll be over, uh, over quickly. So your nightmare scenario right. on this is that <laughs> you go around that Kirk first corkscrew where the people at the top can't see you anymore. Right. And you just hear this. Yeah. Just your skin coming yeah. to a screeching halt on yeah. the slide. Yeah, and that's it. And I am just crawling and scraping and my way down. <laughs> yeah, for, <laughs> for the remainder of the 249 right. feet. Another 238 feet of just, just screeching, screeching along, full sweat. Yeah, that is actually the nightmare scenario. That is that is it. Antonio Banderas would make a movie out of my story. It would be the, the worst name of the slide. Movie. Chafe. <laughs> the chafe. The chafer. The chafer. <laughs> that squeaking sound. Yeah. And he makes it around the first corkscrew in his head. He's like, see, this is fine. Nothing can possibly go wrong. <laughs> first, you, you singed all the hair off one thigh. And now you're stuck. And you just have to do that painful, weird scoot just for like whole, five minutes. Whole way. Oh, like, like, like the people are like, Did, have you seen him come out the other end yet? It's weird. That it usually doesn't take. 
take 45 minutes for them to get to the bottom. But I guess, you know, taking his time. Do you hear crying somewhere? Yeah. It's coming from in the tube. No big deal. I guess we'll just close the tube off. <laughs> on both ends. <laughs> we'll just close it off on both ends so no one can ever get I in or get out. I think we better be safe. Just seal the tube up. Yeah, let's seal it up and just slowly fill it with sand. <laughs> you know? No problem. <laughs> All right, what do you have, Joy? <laughs> Uh, well, can we can we just address the fact that last week when I was uh, so violently cut out of the whole podcast, it was really scary how good Jeremiah was at that. I know, I'm sorry. I know. It's like truly the thought of like just you know, it was like I was raptured. You should have seen the look on his face. So we recorded last week. You know, it was, it was uh, oh, me man. and Jeremiah and and Tiffany and and Joy and Jesse. And it was already off because Edgy Eddie wasn't here. Yeah, it was. Someone was. It was. And, and like later that afternoon, I was in a meeting. It was a pretty important meeting. And Jeremiah is just at my door with a look of like. I just found out someone died. I mean, it was just really <laughs> a white, that pale, actually makes me feel better. Panic yeah. <laughs> look, and I was like, "Why? Come in, come in!" And he's just like, I, and he like had a hard time even like bringing himself to admit <laughs> yeah. what had happened. He's like, everything recorded except for Joyce track, and I was just like. And Eddie, Eddie's Art. stuck in a tube. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's stuck in his tube, and his thigh is very chafing. It is chafing, and he has 216 feet. Jeremiah, if it's any consolation, <laughs> Jeremiah was just chafed from anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Head <laughs> and, and he just, and I was like, you know, we talked for a couple minutes. You know, like, are you sure? And like, yeah, he's. And I was like, well, I mean, we had a we had a choice. Do we call it? Do we just say like, there's no show this week? And I thought. Or 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 is there a way that you could just cut her out? And he's like, let me go see. And he comes back later with a way better show than what we had actually recorded. It was just it was really great. It was flawless. It was shorter. No, no that's, that's not true. No, that's not true at all. No. I, there was, we felt terrible. There were one or two things that I kind of had to comp in. But Joy, to your credit, you had a fantastic. Yeah, actually, the highlight of the show was the, a, her the, moment. And I'm and not it, just saying that because people can't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> like, my favorite part of the show was an incredible joke that Joy made. The Beatles uh, message reference. Yeah. yeah. Which makes no sense because it didn't happen. But it was it was the highlight of the show. And actually, a great conversation happened after that. She was a pivot point for the show. Yeah. And it all went away. It was funny hearing your edit, though, remembering what happened and oh, that you man. overdubbed some lines and transitions yeah. that Joy said. Because, Joy, you did lead the, lead the conversation a few times. And there was, there was just no way for me to get around the questions that you asked that were so... so you know, that really moved. And it. the role of Joy last week was Jeremiah Dunlap. Yeah, as Joy overdubbing some of her best lines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that was but No. Yeah, it was. But listen to this, Joy. So I did that for ones that I felt, you know, needed it. But your joke was so good that I, <laughs> I couldn't take it. I couldn't I, I could have totally Thank redubbed you. it as my joke and everyone reacted and freaked out and laughed and I could have led the conversation but I felt so impure doing it because it was so, <laughs> so you. So that's something yeah. that as friends, whoever, whoever was here, we can all remember that fondly and no one else will ever have that. So it'll just be ours. Yeah. The, it the, was, the, it was which is ours. really the point of podcasting. The great moments that are just for us. Yeah. Exactly. You know? exactly. This isn't for those people. That's, yeah. That's, that, yeah. We got an award for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. My point was that I did kind of an intro last week about how Cameron and I had kind of had a talk about me needing to up my slice game. And then I'm just not 
I'm not the best at doing slices. Like I, I don't know what the pressure comes on. I start shaking and you know, no, but I, I don't know. I just haven't relayed them. Well, I was trying to make the connections to like the jinxed show and like tie things together. It just really wasn't working. And then I think last week's slice worked. It worked. It was really good. good. So now the pressure's on. Just so people know our only conversation, my only point, my only note You're going to get so many angry tweets, Cameron. All I would ask is that you actually find your slice interesting. That was my only note. Right. Like it was something that you genuinely like, hey, this is cool, right. you know, and that's it. All right, that's there cool. you go. That's and, it. and I really, I liked that. I love feedback. That yeah. was a really good tip. Yeah. So I appreciate it. And I found something this week that I also really liked. And I'm going to try to do a little intro here. So, <laughs> do you need like a music? musical intro? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to try to connect it to a movie, but I won't. Okay. Here's my opening question Have you guys heard the name Schwinn? Yeah, it's like yeah. A, bicy- a bicycle. Bicycle. Yeah. Yes. Have you heard the name Cabello, Eggers, and Monsalve? No, what's that? Sounds like That's lawyers. her new married name. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I've <made it> three times. <laughs> no, but you will. Oh. Uh, because they've just designed a new bike that is called, well, it's called the Yurka, but. Yurka? It's a, yeah. Apparently, it is the unstealable bike. And that is huge because I live in Portland. Thankfully, I have I have two bikes and I've had both of them for six plus years and they have not been stolen. Um, Why do you have two bikes? I have a road bike and I have a commuter bike. So my uh. road bike can't get can't get stolen because I don't ever lock it up or leave it. If you have like a road bike, you don't. That's the culture. There you guys. No, sure I get go. that. Like you never lock up a road bike. No, never. Uh, of course. Never. It's just asking <laughs> for trouble. Yeah. <laughs> commuter bikes get stolen all the time, and mine hasn't. Don't so, even get me started. Uh, these guys in Chile. Um, oh, were they was, miners? Oh, these miners yeah, in Chile. I know. Seriously. No, I'm just meaning, are they underage? Don't make a joke. <laughs> Hi-yo. <laughs> Tentoni They're underage Chileans. Right. And they're all they're all heroes. Every one of them. <laughs> Eddie, I am mildly offended every time no, you say no, that. No, Jesse, don't be offended. They're heroes. <laughs> They stayed down those, there. Those Chilean young people are heroes. They're heroes. Everybody in Chile that is underage. Enjoy. You were doing so good. So anyhow, there's this bike that you can't steal in Chile. Eddie, I feel like you like hands down were like the favorite cast member. And you really, I feel like there's going to be a backlash. And yeah. people are just oh, going to no, no, start no. writing love, hate mail. I love that she said were. I, love I, I, am, <laughs> I am hands down the least favorite now. And now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride this wave Go all the way to the podcast awards next year. I love it. Uh, the, yeah. Wait, the, you, you what, what do you want to get like most yeah. improved or something or least like, improved? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Absolutely the worst. The <laughs> fall from glory award <laughs> to Edgy Koffels, who just wrecked it all. All right, back to the Yurka. You're, okay, you're so a hero, Joy. These three, these three Chilean guys, young who people. Are really, they're minors. They're young people. Miners. Uh, they were sick of bikes getting stolen, and so they were like, "We've got to come up with something." And so the t- like the the bar that goes between your legs that like or no the one that holds under the that, bike like, together yeah yeah it like unhinges comes around then the seat m- meets it and it like locks around a pole and it's it oh. only takes, it takes ten seconds to do but you cannot it's its own lock it. how do how do you unlock it can't can't it's a one time it's a <laughs> it's a disposable well, bike i mean it's just on the pole at that point yeah. i think it i think it's a key yeah i think it's a key but anyway so they like did this and they um 
through Indiegogo, they raised money to make like 500 of them and they've already sold, they sold half of them before they even went into production. And, um, half of that that was sold are all in America. And they were like, yeah, the biking culture is not that huge in Chile, but I guess these are guys who really love biking. So, um, it's catching on. And really, I do think people, I'm sure I'll see them in Portland because people are so sick of getting their bikes stolen. You like get your bike stolen and you can find it on Craigslist like a few hours later. (laughs) So, Wow. So yeah, oh, that's, there you go. that's the Yurka. Now that was interesting. Little tip. All right, Edgy Eddie, what do you got? Here's a slice that everybody will like. <laughs> Eddie's the best. Old big cats coming back with a nice, soft, easy go. slice that no one will not understand. <laughs> um, the Olympics, we all know what the Olympics are, right? Yeah, right. They, le- they leave towers in London. Yeah, yeah. yeah everybody leave. loves Future the Olympics. Isn't it fun to talk about Future this? Future playgrounds. Uh, so um, on Friday, the Olympics in 2022 were awarded to Beijing. Olympics. Um, Were they just over there? Yeah, but this is the Winter ah. Winter Olympics. Oh. Yes, yes. When I think Winter oh. Wonderland, I think Beijing. <laughs> that it was my first choice. I don't think hot and smoggy at all. <laughs> I'm surprised it took us till 2022. Yeah. That was actually a concern. Like, hey, there's a ton of snow here, but they just assure <laughs> the that it'll work. The snow's all going to be brown because of the pollution it's that it's a, formed by. They but. assure everyone that it will work. Um, anyhow, the whole thing is that apparently there is a uh, song that as part of the huge package of things that gets put together for an Olympic bid, they put together a a song like this is our olympic anthem hmm. and that's th- how we won the podcast award by the way we we also made a uh, we, song we submitted to <laughs> them please vote it for was our mostly podcast. a guitar solo yeah <laughs> it was and all they, hot licks <laughs> we loved it adam Krola and mark maron they just loved it they yeah. all voted for us <laughs> Anyway, uh, so the slice is pretty much us listening to the song, and <laughs> but but it's it's totally worth it because they have accused them of plagiarizing another song. Now I've heard a lot of these plagiarism, like like uh, what was the one, the Marvin oh. Gaye song, and then yeah, blurred line lines. Thick, I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I could see it go chicka, either chicka, way. Chicka, 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 yeah, like I guess Coldplay and Joe Satriani, yeah, that whole thing. like ta- Sam Smith and Tom Petty. Yeah, yeah. you know DC Talk and Nirvana. Yeah, you know, right. totally. <laughs> yeah. And so every time I hear one of these things, I'm a little bit like. Like, well, I don't know if that's close. Uh, but then I heard this one, and it's unbelievable. So let's first just hear the first couple of seconds of the Beijing song, and let's see if you can spot it. I'm inspired. Now they're accusing of it sounding like another song. Listen to this. It's funny how some distance Oh, oh yeah Oh my goodness It's same key Almost the exact same tempo Actually, Jeremiah, can you mash them up? Alright, so here is all of the, the Both of those songs together Here we go Are those actually them on top of each other, the songs? Yeah <gasps> oh. So How nuts is that? So they are definitely, they have like ripped off Frozen hardcore. They have ripped off Frozen, but if you're going for the Winter Olympic bid it and is. you're going to rip off anything. It is. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You don't want it to be like. It was perfect. I was just amazed at how You want like, to be Hawaii Five O's theme song. You want it to be I, Frozen. I feel like 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 rule number one, if you're going to rip off a song is like, you know what? Let's pull the tempo back or speed it up a bit and change the key. So right. at least yeah. this was literally like, hey, we're going to go ahead and just take the uh, karaoke track <laughs> right. and we're just going to sing a whole different thing well, on top karaoke's of it. Huge over there. 
That's true. In, in Beijing. <laughs> in the songwriting community. <laughs> That's mostly. So uh, that was my hot take today that almost no one could possibly say anything to me on Twitter for except for great job, Big Cat, yeah. the man. Except for everyone in China. All, all Chinese <laughs> oh. listeners are now offended because you're calling them a bunch of hack artists. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, Eddie it was, I'm not saying it wasn't a good slice because it was interesting. But don't shy away from the hot take, man. <laughs> you, you basically called their entire Olympic bid a Chinese knockoff. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're heroes. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. God bless them. Antonio Banderas. I'm out. All right. That'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, our Lollapalooza recap. Jesus was called a friend of sinners. Could you be called that? Jesus knew a secret that many Christians today seem to have forgotten. It's love that turns a life around. The way to change a life is not by judging people, but by embracing them. Join Las Vegas pastor Vince Antonucci as he explores what it really means to be loved by a limitless God in his new book, God for the Rest of Us. Join Jesus' all-out search and rescue mission today. Learn more about Vince and God for the Rest of Us now at restofusbook.com. You left me stuck 16 without a time machine. You're listening to Coin. The song is Time Machine. We like Coin. You're yeah. going to be hearing a lot about Coin coming up. Yep. <laughs> so hot right now. <laughs> well, every year, uh, at the beginning of August, we take our annual music trek up to Chicago, Illinois for Lollapalooza. It, for, for somebody like me, I've been going, I think it's been my, I think this is my eighth year. Oh, geez. I think they're kind of blurry. I don't quote me, but it's somewhere around eight. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it's perfect because over three days, you get 180 bands. And it's everything from like emerging indie artists, uh, buzz bands that are kind of taking that next level to like the hugest names in music. And so over the years, I've seen Radiohead, I've seen Kanye, I've seen Arcade Fire, I've seen, you know, the year that like Mumford started to emerge and the XX and Fanagram. It's been some amazing music. And it's fun because for somebody like me, hey, I'm a full grown adult now. Barely. I don't. I don't like going to shows anymore. You know what I'm saying? The idea. Yeah, you're, you're, you like like sweaty nightclubs. That's I, not your scene anymore. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to stand there like a chump for two hours to hear one band when I could just like jump around this downtown Chicago and see a hundred bands. And and you know what? Here's the deal. What if you're a dud? I don't have to stay. You got to keep my interest. You got to work for my ears. You know what I'm saying? So like I could say 10, 15 minutes, get a sense of what you're doing, and I could jump over to some other band, you know? So this yeah. is a perfect for me where I can catch up, I get my finger on the pulse, everything. And so over the years, you know, we bring other staffers. So like, uh, Jesse, this was your second year, right? Second, yeah. Um, and then this year, Jeremiah, you you went up there with this us. This is my first year at Lala, period. I've never been to Lala before. You've I mean, never been to Lala, but you're a veteran of music oh, yeah. festivals. I, I spent my youth at music festivals. So <laughs> a misspent youth. A misspent youth <laughs> at hot music festivals. So this was a real blast. You had a wasted youth, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> For many reasons, but that was one of them. So every year, there's kind of like this one thing that that's the memory of, of Lollapalooza. You know, the year that Arcade Fire played 
I was just like, that'll be a lifelong memory. Yeah. The year Radiohead played. That was the one. The, the year Kanye plays, and it's his first time back home in Chicago after his mom had died. Wow. And he says on stage, he's like, he was out on tour, you know, and it was mm-hmm. his f- first time back in Chicago. And he says, I just came from the studio. And right after this, I'm going back to the studio because, mm-hmm. like, he's just trying to process everything he was feeling being home. Yeah. And about three weeks later, out of nowhere, do you remember 808s and Heartbreak released? Yeah, yeah. which in my and opinion is my favorite. That's my favorite he, Kanye. He was album. recording that then, man, at like during while he was home for Lollapalooza That's for crazy. a few days. So anyway, every year there's something. This year it had nothing to do with music <laughs> and everything to do with the world, though God's creation. Yeah, exactly. For the first time ever <laughs> on Sunday afternoon, clear skies. It's, we're standing there waiting for uh, a band to start. I'm forgetting who. And uh, we're just kind of waiting. And uh, huh, they're late. It's kind of hot outside. It's odd. Yeah. yeah. Five minutes late. Lala's on time. This is strange. And then all of a sudden, we hear, uh, because of a, a uh, looming storm that we're tracking that's coming, we are evacuating Lollapalooza. Please leave now. And then and the apocalypse happens. 100,000 people plus flood are forced to flood into downtown Chicago with, with really no distinct destination no because we don't know if it's shut down for good we don't know if it's going to reopen in 10 minutes we don't you know a lot of people like aren't staying in downtown Chicago they don't have anywhere to go so police knowing that there's this evacuation is happening barricade a ton of streets yeah meaning that cars are not quite around and the sky is weird and gray and like right pre-storm it's getting windy and it's strange and like hundreds of thousands of people are just walking around these abandoned streets and like there's police sirens going off it felt like a post-apocalyptic like zombie war scene yeah i i literally felt like i was in an action movie because i had gone back to the hotel right before that happened because I wanted to change my shoes because I've been wearing the same shoes for two days and Jesse calls me and he's like, dude. I was like, what's up, man? I know you miss me, but it's only been like 10 minutes. (laughs) And he was like, dude, we are all getting evacuated. I don't know where we're going. And and you, uh, Jesse, you and Cameron had gotten split up, right? Yeah, Yeah, I had gone to the other side because we were were trying to divide and conquer to see as many bands and like, you know, form opinions as possible. Like, for example, you went to see Paul McCartney. (laughs) Uh I went and saw The Weeknd. That kind of stuff. Hey, we will talk about that in a moment. We'll get to that, Cameron. We'll get to that because I have some strong opinions there. As do I. So I was on, I was literally like a mile away, like all the way on the far end. And I was watching a band perform and all of a sudden they get cut off mid song which I think is super weird. And I'm like, I know they got to stick to a schedule, but that seems a little cold. Like the singer is singing and then you, all you hear is drums play. You know what I mean? Like that. And I'm like, and the singer's like looking around and, and I was thinking, dude, that is pretty cold. Like, I know this is a young artist here, but you can finish the song. Yeah. And so everyone just kind of like, it was like, Oh, that was weird. And just starts kind of wandering away. And then we hear on the, the, the announcement that there's an evacuation and so, uh, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I'll just hit the streets here. And then I remember that all of our recording equipment, a, I think a camera and two computers are in the bags in the press tent a mile away. <laughs> and I know that they're not more valuable in my life, but they're certainly valuable. And, and Jesse, I don't want to like overly hype your uh, heroism here, but you also had a pretty sprained ankle from the first day. <laughs> I had 
<laughs> a very sprained ankle. Two, two, I'm sorry. So we'll remember this year for two memories. Yeah, two yeah. memories. One of them, the mass evacuation zombie apocalypse. The, the, but the other one... The, within the first hour, Jesse sprained his ankle by stepping in a hole. <laughs> it's true. And, it, and I tried to play it tough, but thankfully... We were able to uh, uh, acquire a ankle brace, mm-hmm. which uh, uh, which was very helpful. But I'm like a, a mile d- away. But a day later, and yeah. this thing was the size of a baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It did not look good. It still does not. <laughs> <laughs> I might go see doctor. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like a mi- in this situation. No, because I'm a mile away at this point, and all I'm thinking is like. I can't just abandon, and I'm the only one. I'm holding the tickets for the bags. Only I can go claim them. So I just thought, and plus, I had done a bunch of interviews at that point, and I really did not want to lose them. Like the, the, the card that they were on was in these bags, and so I thought, well, if this whole place gets wiped away. You know, well, there's two uh, days of work. Yeah, yeah t- two days of work for all that scheduling. No, I'm not going to let that happen. You know? <laughs> so, so you're going like everybody's flooding out. You're going against the flow like a salmon. Mm-hmm. It's almost like one of those movies where like a father goes back into you know the 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 city that's under siege or whatever first kid. And I'm just like I'm not going to let those interviews go to waste. Except <laughs> you're limping. You're dragging one of your legs behind you. <laughs> As you're just trying to trudge your way against the while, flood of while humanity. While he's on the phone with me, like, stay out of here, man. Don't come back. Don't come back. <laughs> there's, shot, there's choppers overhead. Yeah. yeah. I, but I saw, so I, I eventually make it very slowly, and they are closing the press tent, like dragging big metal barriers and telling me I can't go in. I'm like, I'm going in for the back. It's the least <laughs> noble and the least brave thing because it was really just to save work that I had done. <laughs> and not, not for like someone else's benefit but just because i didn't want to lose it but i did make it out and and i i managed to walk get across the street into like a hotel lobby jeremiah picked me up for a taxi and you know what? about a half hour later it's clear skies <laughs> it's a beautiful day. that was the irony of the situation yeah we we all uh, got together for a sandwich yeah. and uh and then went back to the shows <laughs> yeah. so like nothing ever happened well it was the storm that storm. i mean it rained a little but it was really the storm that never came i mean yeah. it was like it was it was the apocalypse that never was that hashtag. <laughs> it was pretty awesome though. It was good. Okay, so uh, your first time, what did you think overall about Lala? Man, it was a lot hotter than I expected. Uh, I'm used to you know warp tour heat and all that, but normally like what I'm used to is you go one day and you kind of just use all your energy on that first day and then you recoup and you're fine. Yeah. And but Lala, that's a three day festival and Chicago. It was hot, man. I expected it every time I've gone to Chicago in the past. It's been cold, you know. Yeah, so because you go uh, for the other eleven months a year, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's not, yeah. So I didn't bring hot clothes. Yeah, uh, you were I mean, you were full fully dressed in uh, jeans and d- like dress shirts every not dress yeah, shirts, but well, I, down I, shirts. I, I got to cover my fair skin. I get burnt real easy, but. Uh. Other than that, I mean, like you said, it's crazy. You can watch. I'm the same kind of way. I kind of, I mean, for a musician, I kind of hate shows. I'm just kind of over shows, you know, like I'll stay at home and watch a YouTube video and feel way better about it. Uh, But it was really cool because you can kind of see like every genre. You see all these up and comers and you don't have to sit through an hour and a half of one performance to feel like you've got your money's worth. Because when you go to a concert, you're like, whether this is bad or not, I've paid $80 for this. I'm going to watch it, you know? What concerts are you going to? Mostly children's shows. Okay. So the Wiggles. Oh, they're 80 bucks. It's like Broadway tickets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The Wiggles and you too, both 80 bucks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jesse, year two, how did it stack up for you? I had a blast this year. Uh, I mean, this year was a little bit different because uh, last year... 
uh, Tyler and I did interviews, but we, we, we split them. This year, I was doing a lot more interviews, so I spent a lot more time in the press tent than I did last year, just, you know, talking with bands, which was awesome. We got, you know, had some really cool conversations, which I want to talk about one trend that I found in the interviews in a second. Uh, but... I, I felt like it was really good diversity of artists this year. Um, the like I you know got to see a lot of bands that I wanted to see. Like you guys are saying, it's a couple songs here and there, but a lot of the, one of the big trends musically that I observed this year that was different from last year was there was a like a lot of like indie power pop. Yeah, like it seemed like every band had a pretty sunny disposition to them. Uh, uh, where there wasn't a lot of like brooding rock. It wasn't a lot of like the folk rock. It was like smart power pop. And that's why I thought it was fitting that they had Paul McCartney as a headliner this year because he's sort of the godfather with the, the Beatles and of by, that type of by music. By power pop, you're talking uh, groups like Coin, Coin or Born or, or, or Walk, Walk the, the Moon. moon. And yeah. yeah. Circle Ways. Circle, Way- Circle Ways is one of my favorite sets. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, a, a lot of those bands, which, I mean, th- those bands are always around, but it felt like... Every other set was really smart, good. The Wombats. Indie power pop. Yeah, the Wombats. See, for me, like, it was a year of, like, electronic, uh, well, maybe, like, pop-infused electronic music. Yeah. yeah that so, was- so for me, like, seeing Banks or, uh, you know, Charlie XCX, she's more just Sylvanesso. Sylvanesso was there. Alt-J was there. Um, Miss Mister. Yeah, oh, Miss Mister was um, awesome. FKA, FKA Twigs. So there was a, a big trend. Alice in Wonderland. Uh, Alice in Wonderland, who, who wasn't pop-infused you know, electronic music. She just did a straight up EDM set. But I felt like her, I felt like her, ED, I felt like Alice in Wonderland's EDM set and I didn't stay for her. I stayed for her set longer than I stayed for most of the EDM artists. But from, you know, the, the, the stuff that I saw, it felt like hers still felt a little bit more mature. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, it, it, it was still just a DJ set. Whereas most of these other ones like Sylvanesso, yeah, you have the DJ element, but you know, live singing and stuff like that. Hers, you know, even though she has one of my favorite songs right now, Run, yeah. um, it was just, you know, a DJ kind of playing it in, in you know, kind of working the crowd right, sort right. of thing. But yeah, I, I agree with you. The pop the pop movement yeah. was uh, substantial. And and honestly, it's a great kind of precursor of seeing kind of where music's going. You know, every yeah. year, like I remember the year that like, oh, I... Uh, kick drum you know kind of guitar playing banjo band you know like they were everywhere you know that was like 09 and then like you know the year that like you know uh, Fantagram and the Kills and chick fronted like rock bands Mm -hmm. you know like New York rock bands like attitude sort of post punk stuff absolutely and then you have like the rock years where you had you know kind of the emergence of the the Black Keys and then you had uh, you know Jack White and Kings you know like those years this year was the year and the trend where music's going absolutely is smart, kind of electronic, fun pop music. Which is crazy because I feel like it's not, I mean, super far removed from where pop punk was a couple, you know, like pretty recently. Like I thought pop punk had kind of had its time and this is like normally you see stuff reemerge like way later, you right. know, so like 90s grunge rock like just recently kind of started to come back. But it feels like this weird new evolution of where the pop punk kids like were. 21 Pilots, 21 Pilots or even like, you know, like Jack Antonoff with Bleachers had an incredible set and he was around in that pop punk era with Steel Train. He was in that band, which is a drive through band when that was kind of like the glory days. And I thought 
thought that whole era was just dead. It's more like evolved into something a bit smarter and more sophisticated. Yeah, but very quickly. I kind of expected it to be, oh, maybe in 10 more years it'll bring itself back. But it, it's an interesting reemergence of that style. And, and we should say Bleachers wasn't actually on the Lala lineup, but we got a chance to see them at the Hard Rock after show. It was phenomenal. Uh, and put on a killer. They were one of my favorite bands that I saw just last year. Just rub it year. in. Seriously, just rub it in. Oh, I couldn't yeah. get in. Cameron, you couldn't get in. You I were w- stuck outside. I, this was such an in-demand show. Oh. I ran back to... The, I was there with you guys, ran back to the room to change or something, and then couldn't get back in. And I'm like, capacity. I'm like, I have the stamp on my hand. I was in the room. And they're yeah. like, no, we're at fire capacity. You and you weren't even gone that long. You're no, maybe gone... 10 minutes, yeah, 15 minutes. Yeah. That they, was sad, man. They told me to just come back, just grab... If you have any problems again, just grab me. Okay, sure, no problem. And then she's gone. The lady who said that... I couldn't find her. How many people were out on the street wanting to get in? Oh, it wrapped the Hard Rock Hotel. I mean, there was hundreds. What's crazy is they kept that room, like, for capacity. It was pretty open, which was cool. It it was spacious and luxurious up there. Yeah, (laughs) They they learned from last year. That same room, they did not. And it was shoulder-to-shoulder sweaty people. Well, they were walking around with, like, little uh, shrimp sandwiches and... They really they were serving us during the show. And it was a like they had two drums, they had a sax solo it, dueling with a guitar solo. The Bleachers puts on a great show, but they're indicative of the trend. Yeah. Because Jack Anoff, in addition to make really cool indie pop, and he's a f- member of Fun as well, who who makes cool, you know, sort yeah, of Yeah, well, I met up with some local friends and ended up at some underground nightclub at the table of the owner and and so i <laughs> found myself in some surreal situations in, in true cameron and fashion he's gonna make the night worth it no matter he, what he texted us he said don't come i did <laughs> i was like you can't i was like i would love to meet up with you guys but this is crazy and you won't be able to get in don't yeah. come yeah and we, we were like, literally we me, me and jeremiah were at the hard rock the the bleacher set wrapped <laughs> around like 1 30 yeah. yeah we're like all right well maybe we'll maybe we'll see cameron now and get some food or something <laughs> you know like i feel i felt bad i was gonna try to leave the club and get him in yeah. like oh you were you were out the you were out the door when when Cameron texted us I can't get in Jesse's like I'm coming you'd already saved the bags that day yeah. you're like I'm He's, coming for Cameron and that's when that's what I was like dude we got to try to meet up you know and then I see you know his text that he, he <laughs> says like don't, don't come. come dude don't know where I am this is crazy don't come yeah I, I will say this too maybe we can put this on podcast episode face Jeremiah took the coolest picture on an iPhone I've ever seen at that bleacher show <laughs> it looked like a stock a stock photo yeah it was, it was so good yeah okay. <laughs> Top three concerts you saw over the three. Can days. we count Bleachers? I mean, it wasn't technically a Lala show; it was an after sure. show. Okay, as long as you correctly plug the uh, the event name host. Okay, let, let me pull it up real quick. Culture collides Chicago after party series at the at the Hard Rock Hotel Chicago. There you go. Headlined by Bleachers. We were also, and uh, that was night two. Night one, it was Slick Rick. And then we were also we got on the list for the. Uh, filter one across the street at the Virgin Hotel, but we never went over there. Okay, so here's the issue. As much, I, I really am glad I ended up at the Bleacher Show, but we met the guys in the band Coin uh, at Lala. We had missed their set, at, and we did an interview with them, and they were super nice, and so I was really excited that we were on the list for their after show, and Jesse and I are like, great, we're going to find I like, I messaged them on Twitter, and I was like, hey, come to the show. Uh, we saw them walking around the festival today. We talked about how we were going to meet them at the show. <laughs> And then we show up at across. <laughs> we went to the wrong venue. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I wanted to go see. So uh, you were going for coin, and you, I was and going you hit for bleachers. coin, and I hit bleachers. Yeah, and we, I was, we had a little confusion. We thought, but hey, sorry, coin. 
I'm sure your show was good, but we, you know, it was one of those things where we had a great time. Coin anyway. was actually partying with me at this underground thing <laughs> that I, I ran into them in the alley. And uh, okay, so top three shows you say in uh, Bleachers? Oh, uh, yeah, I would I would put Bleachers on the list. The Alabama Shake Set Night One, yeah, was that incredible. Was cool. They are they they're one that's sort of bucking the trend, and they're more of like an old school rock. But they carry themselves like an arena rock band from a different era. All right, here's- and not ironically. Here's a clip. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, I've never seen them live before. And a lot of times, when you see a band at a festival, like, you know, with the sunlight out it kind of ruins the energy you right. know it makes yeah. it, it makes yeah. it hard yeah. to feel but man they like just controlled that crowd of however many thousands of people it was what 40 50,000 people and yeah. it just felt like we were in a club how like, about this cool two favorites one dis- one biggest disappointment do that okay Not okay so, so let me I'm, so i'm going to say bleachers and uh alabama shakes but i'm going to combine alabama shakes into Brittany howard getting called on stage with paul mccartney Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Because the uh, uh, for one song, Brittany Howard from the Alabama Shakes, uh, she played "Get Back" in a, Be- a Beatles tune with Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney's set was awesome. I wouldn't say it was a highlight of the festival. It was really cool to see for to say you saw a Beatle. Yeah, it's kind of like when I saw The Cure a couple years ago at Lala. Yeah. It was like, okay, cool. I can say when I die, it's an honorable mention. The, the Cure. Yeah, but, yeah. But I, so so one now now a disappointment. Yeah, biggest disappointment. Okay, my dis- biggest disappointment. Uh, can I say two? <laughs> um, well, no, I'll, I'll just say one. That, that, I don't want to sound cold because I had a good time. Was brand new. Uh, they yeah. they're having like a comeback album, how, how, and they haven't put out anything since like oh nine. What were your expectations I, that they disappointed them? I would have had very low to no expectations. I felt like in their era, they put out some interesting albums, and I just don't feel like it was it is age well. I didn't feel like they had very good energy. Okay, another one was. Probably not the fault of the band, but I was really looking forward to the TV on the radio set. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sound was really bad. They sounded kind of muddy and sloppy. And it was when you when you ex- want to see TV on the radio, you know, you expect this really technically proficient performance. And I, Jeremiah, you 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 were there with me. Yeah, it just wasn't. It was sloppy and kind of all over the place. Though those were probably two of my disappointments. And we tried. We moved around a different place. Yeah, Maybe I the thought, crowd's I thought bad at here. one point we're like we're just in a bad spot to not hear this. And we moved right behind the sound guy, and it still didn't sound very good. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Cameron? Uh. F- Favorites uh, for me. I mean, I'm can't say this officially, but the week, the weekend, <laughs> the weekend was an amazing set. But is this one of those things where your views don't necessarily reflect, reflect the, the views yeah. of That's relevant fair. magazine or media group? I'm saying it was a good show. <laughs> uh, the weekend, uh, and, and and I know you guys had a different perspective on this one, but I really love the Alt J show. Wah, wah. Uh, I saw Alt J a couple years ago um, on a second tier stage and. It was around the first album, and it was like it was it was like captivating. It was it was yeah. really fresh and different. But I didn't know how they would translate to the big stage when they went to the main stage. And I was down in the you know right in the thick of it, right in the pit, you know, and and like down where like everybody is like hanging on to every note, every word. They know everything, and it's like I really felt like they expanded the music to the stage where I've seen the opposite happen, where yeah. like that stage just 
eats up the artist because they just don't have enough presence, you know. And with all J's kind of shoegazing, kind of down tempo music, yeah. I just didn't know what would happen. But I'm telling you, the energy and the the just the suspense and the it was just it was really a great experience. I really loved it down there. And you guys were way in the periphery. I was, I was going to say I think it was a matter of proximity for that show because, like you were saying, you didn't know how it was going to translate to the big stage. I felt like it probably translated well if you were close enough to be a part of that energy. But we had just come from an interview and it was packed. I mean, there's a lot of people at that at that set. So we hung in the back, but and we were so far in the back, there were literally people like in hammocks and trees next to us. So it was like it was hard to to get the that be a part of the the up close energy. It's nothing against all J, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like I said, I think it, I think with him, it's it's a it's the type of artist he is. You got it's it's more intimate music, you know? Yeah. yeah. I was super impressed with uh, Sam Smith and Florence and the Machine as the like, kind of evening headliners. Like, yeah. super impressed. I mean, like next level Florence performance was, like, and stuff. Sprinting across the stage, like literally running from one side to the, and singing perfectly. And for time. like a forty year old woman, it's amazing <laughs> shape she's hey, in. Apparently. How old, how old do you think she is, Cameron? No, we looked this up. Because... We looked this up. She, the, you know, you could tell me, she's the type of person, you could tell me she's 26 or 46, and I'd believe you. Yeah. She looks a little bit like Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, so she's got this kind of, like, timeless thing going on. Yeah. Uh, and when she started literally running back and forth across the stage in her pantsuit... She's you know, sprightly. You know, right. it's like, wow, she she's dressed like a 46-year-old. She's moving like a 26-year-old. I have no clue. And, and she, I feel like I've been aware of her, her name and her music for a long time. Yeah. For someone that is is relatively young, it's like, well, I've known about her for a long time. Maybe we should make this question of the week. Uh, no, um, <laughs> she's 28. She's only that 28. That blows my mind. Yeah. It's not because she necessarily looks old. Right, no. Like, timeless is a good word for yeah. her. Yeah. But, yeah, it, Cla- it's very classic. shocking. Classic. Yeah. Right. Uh, my biggest disappointments, I have multiple. You did. Um, you. you <laughs> I. I got the sword and the stick here. There was so much overlap on the schedule where it's like, man, okay, well, I could. Okay, I can see 15 minutes of this band. I can run over this one, but they were in the wrong geography. Like, there's you're gonna be walking for 20 minutes just to hit it, and then you're there for 10 minutes, and it's just like by the second, third day, you're just like saying, I gotta just pick one. Well, when I kept doing that, I kept <laughs> picking wrong. Yeah. Because I regret those shows that I missed, and I was really disappointed by so many of them that I saw. Um, I'm going to say it. It was named our best album of the year last year. Huge fan of this album. The War on Drugs was not good live. That's a bummer. And it, it was maybe it was a big stage or whatever, but it was. Li- let me tell you what it was, because some people have probably seen them in clubs and stuff, and maybe they were good in that venue. But like they never looked up. They never looked at the crowd. He never spoke to the crowd. Yeah. And in between every song, the song would finish. There would be like complete silence for a solid 15 seconds while they were resetting their pedals and changing guitars. And then they'd click off the next song and they'd start playing it. And then they'd play the song and it would stop. There was like, there's no flow to the show. It didn't seem no, intentional. No performance at all. It was almost like you're watching them rehearse uh, for the show. You know yeah. what I mean? It was terrible. I was really disappointed with that. Um, I was, I'm a huge hip hop fan. I thought, I mean, last year, Jesse, maybe you can vouch for this, one of the best shows, maybe the maybe the best show of, of Lala last year was Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. You know, I also saw Nas last year. Lala doesn't have a lot of hip-hop, but what they do, they typically do well. Like, I saw 2 chains on a side stage, and it was unbelievable. That's awesome. I became a man that day. <laughs> and uh, I saw things I never thought I'd see before. <laughs> anyway, but but I thought this I thought the Kendrick moment this year was going to belong to ASAP Rocky. Yeah, and his, his record's awesome. It was terrible. 
Oh. It was it was uh, it was just a DJ. He was on the big stage, and it was like uh, they didn't rehearse. Like he just kind of came out there with his his guys, and like they were just kind of like rapping along to the track. And then the, it would end, and he'd stop, and he'd like talk to the crowd for like a solid minute, just kind of like, "What? We're all just here. What? We're just having a good time." Wow. Like he didn't know what to do. And then he'd walk yeah. over to the DJ and off mic, he'd be like, hey, play this track. Da, da, da. <laughs> and like and then they'd start up the next track and they'd do it. And it was like stop, start, stop, start, stop, start like that the entire time. So it seems like show flow is really important to you. Like it needs to I mean, feel... I think it's important to the crowd. Yeah, I'm just saying those seem to be the two most critiqued things that you say is that but it, it feels... Like, have a plan. Right. Like well, create well, an experience. Like take me somewhere. Like well, well, on that elevate topic. your music. On that topic, I, I have to ask about what you guys thought of a lot of the EDM performances because we were Jeremiah, were, we and I had just got we were watching uh, Chainsmokers. Yeah, they were, they and were we had good. a conversation after. <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about flow, they mastered it. Of course, killed it. Killed you it. You know, I mean, that's their gig. Like they keep it going. Literally, there's no. Not only are there no breaks, but there's like there, there's there's valleys and hills that they're intentionally bringing the audience. Hey, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you guys. I mean, when I would get frustrated with the lack of like showmanship yeah. from some of the bands, That's a good way to put I would it. go cleanse my palate with a few minutes at the EDM stage because it was going nonstop. Right. Yeah. You could just pop over Get a little, get a little rave on, and then go back to whatever indie rock shoegazer that you were. It was going to see. so nonstop that it was in everyone else's set. So anytime there was silence anywhere, yeah. you were you, bleeding. It. Yeah, exactly. Which is why it was so important to not have silence in your set, because otherwise EDM would yeah, pop in. Because you're because you're reminding the crowd of the fun that's being had over there. Yeah, if you're not playing well, your music, and that's why I hesitate to bring up this point because I'm going to sound like a like a unhip. Old curmudgeon, yeah, which you are. So go but ahead. We were we actually saw some of the chain smokers set on a screen that was being live streamed. At we one were, point, we, went, we left to get some food and we're watching. You know, you can still see the show, and they have like a camera up in the DJ booth or whatever. And it's like, th- look, those they're 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 two dudes, uh, chain smokers that uh, uh, you know work a big board, but half the time they're standing on it, getting the crowd pumped up. You know, they're 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 getting pumped. Are they just hit and play? Like, how many of those EDM artists are are mixing the tracks live? Like, and, and what what are they doing in the booth that you know? Other than, do they have like a pre recorded set? Or, I mean, how much are they actually doing, and how much of it is just one hundred percent showmanship? As a person who experienced more than my fair share of the EDM stage, <laughs> I yeah. can tell you that there is a wide range of answers to your question. Okay. Artists like Alice in Wonderland, you really got the sense that she was creating something live. Yeah. Okay. Right. Even though it was all electronic and whatever, you really got the sense she was up there working. Yeah. Because she really didn't even interact with the crowd that much. Yeah. A couple of times she would yell something, but like it really wasn't uh, the like pomp and circumstance sort of thing. It was really about sure. the show. Then there's other artists that maybe the music was a little bit more pre-crafted, pre-created, but they created a live experience with the 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 you know the LED the even pyrotechnics yeah. and things that you really got a sense that they were controlling that stuff at that moment because you know 
Like, and they would elevate the visual experience. That the DJs live. were. Yeah, elevated. the DJs were up yeah. there doing that. That's why I got a clear sense of that. Because you would see, like, him do this thing and then, like, fire would shoot out. I mean, like, so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you see that kind of stuff. And then you got, I know exactly the set you're talking about with the chain smokers. Yeah. They, they were up there and the, the crowd was going. But one guy was just kind of holding the DSLR camera, just kind of like taking pictures of, <laughs> yeah. of the crowd. Yeah. And, and the other guy's dancing on the and board. And the, the other DJ would just literally stand up on the board and like wave his arms up and down. And, yeah. and they were up there just kind of jamming out with the music like everybody. Like we were just listening to their mix. I, I will say when, when I saw, I was watching a Skrillex last year. Yeah. Who, you I saw know, some I, Skrillex. I, yeah. He, he looked busy the whole time. Right. He's sweating. Yeah. He's yeah. sweating. He's got like six laptops. Yeah. He's doing something. He's hitting I mean, six play buttons. Yeah, here, let's play a, let's play a <laughs> clip mean, of him hitting six play buttons. See, good stuff. Yeah, it's a good song. It's hey, cool. while we're at while we're playing EDM songs, we like play a little bit of Alice in Wonderland's Run. Ooh, here we go. Okay. Here it is. Yeah. See? This is a good era it's, right okay. now. Okay, see, so the music itself is really cool. I just don't fully understand, like, the, li- you're the live You're saying the live festival app. Right, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it, like, in a club, like, it makes, but a festival, to me, it's like, man, you're already hot, you're outside. I just don't understand it yet, which is... Well, well this is the same with Alice in Wonderland. I was interviewing a, a young EDM artist. He goes by the name Jack London. Nice dude. He's from he's from London, uh, but like Alice in Wonder, he's a classically chained. Uh, would, would that be like he's, me going by Cameron Orlando? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> you, you would have to take the consonants out because that's yeah. how he does it. Gotcha. Uh, uh, but he he is a cla- he spent his entire youth learning classical music, like g- doing you know orchestra shows every week. And I read the same thing about Alice in Wonderland that she can pretty much play anything and is, uh, uh, you know, basically a professional classical musician. So it takes some skill. They just decided that, like, I could play these instruments or I could just literally hit play. <laughs> and they chose the path of least resistance. Well, uh, well, well, well I, think, I think it goes to show that it takes some, like, bit of knowledge of about like, music does. theory. Of course and it does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, James Blake's yeah. the same way. So yeah. Yeah. it's. It's there. It's foundationally built on something that is incredible. It's just I don't understand the live representation of it yet. Oh man, but you should have hung out with me. And I've seen all the crappy good, shows that I, you saw. No, you know, I, but I went and cleansed my palate at the EDM tent, and I had a good time. <laughs> so I should have just hung out at the EDM tent by myself with kind some of, glow sticks. That's what was going on. There. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it, it, I mean it totally worked out because I actually got to hang out with Jesse a lot, and he did these these awesome interviews with yeah. some really cool artists that I had never heard of or met before. We did a lot of them, right, Jess? I think we did nine total artist interviews yeah. throughout uh, in the press area with uh, the variety of different artists. One thing that was interesting is how much, uh, how many uh, of these bands had a background in Christian culture or went to Christian colleges and were, you know, relatively, or, you know, some of them had pastor kids in them and were relatively open, uh, you know, talking about uh, faith and their faith background. I just thought that was interesting. The, the, like the first day, it was like every artist we interviewed, you know, had at least some reference or something to say about faith. For, I just felt like that was something that I didn't notice last year. And two of um, which you had p- close personal connections with. Yeah, through Christian college. Yeah. Um, so it was cool. I, you know, there's a, there's a lot of 
you know, one, one of the, the bands we talked to is going out on the road with Colony House, who's a band that's fronted by uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman's son. You know, so it's you're never that far removed from, you know, faith and, and Christian culture. And uh, we can tell our listeners, we then became their accountability partners throughout the festival to make sure that they were living, living right. Yeah, I caught them doing some real bad stuff. <laughs> That's why we haven't mentioned their name yet. Hey, no, no, no. <laughs> one band that we did interview, I just want to play one clip that I feel like is going to blow up that were super cool. We'll probably, you'll probably hear from them on the podcast in the future. Laney, LA, LA, New York. So LA and Y, um, super cool indie pop trio, really cool dudes. Um, but can we play a quick clip of that? Yeah. yeah here, here's Laney. super cool that's awesome i would i would like to hear more about that on the podcast coming up soon oh well I think they can tell you're you about luck. those individual songs and how they started making music together oh that's very interesting what an interesting idea we'll see what happens in the future all right uh so to wrap this up uh any takeaways on this year's lala fashion oh so i had some predictions yeah. i thought okay. this would be the year of the hippie girls mm-hmm. nope what was it for you previous oh so we had 60s yeah. Like two years ago. Yeah. Then we, last year was the big high-waisted jean shorts, but with the flower uh, headband, headband things, you know, yeah. the, the flower children was last year. So I just assumed we're going up a few more years and we're going to get into the hippy dippy stuff. Yeah. Nothing. Just back to like normal high-waisted shorts, you know, like no, there's no like, there was no vintage motif. Right, you guys, year. you guys were not kidding about the basketball jerseys, though. And I oh, know yeah. you said it was even but, less. This oh yeah, year. it was maybe about half as much as last year, but it still was the predominant shirt of choice for Lala men. It was yeah. to wear vintage NBA jerseys. If there was like a single thing for dudes, it was it was basketball jerseys. But if it wasn't that, if if they weren't rocking a, a basketball jersey, I felt like like a little bit normcore was a little more yeah. acceptable this year. Yeah. You could show up in like you know, khaki cargos and a t-shirt and be t- perfectly or, fine and, and just as fashionable. Yeah, I saw guys in polo shirts and braided leather belts and, and uh, deck shoes walking around. I'm yeah, like, yeah like, like I said, it was a bit more normcore this year. Yeah, it was interesting. No no w- w- weird overarching fashion trends. I did eye. see some, well, yeah, yeah. Th- this this one I felt like there was no singular thing. The basketball jerseys were still big. I did see a lot more creative, big, giant, random signs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there were Last some... year, it was the emergence of the large head sign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing about three feet tall, just a head on a stick. The yeah. most um, the weirdest one, and the one that I felt was a little sacrilegious, was like a Renaissance painting of like the Virgin Mary, okay? <laughs> Holding like, you know, like the Renaissance paintings where they have the baby Jesus, but they have like the old man face. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Sure, yeah. Instead of that, it was Guy Fieri's face. <laughs> <laughs> and and Mary is holding baby Guy Fieri. <laughs> so it's very New Testament Jesus. It was very strange. Yeah. But it's a lot of weird. Like that one, it was more jarring than amusing at the time. Right. And, uh, and just someone like parading it around yeah. uh, for reasons that remain unclear. But uh, yeah, a lot more creative stuff. <laughs> I didn't see like any weird outfits. I saw three three friends just walking around in, um, in uh, shark onesies. 
Um, yeah. I saw a left shark. Yeah. I, I've, you know, there wasn't like Banana Guy and some other, you know, were, like like the green, uh, the green bodysuit. I from, did see a guy walking around uh, in his hotel bathrobe. No <laughs> way. Yeah, he was wearing a white hotel bathrobe. And very, like, very bright yellow Nikes and just wandering around. I'm not, he looked almost like he just stumbled out there. <laughs> yeah, he walked but, up. Like, he left his hotel and it, 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 like, it, it, with the intention of going to get ice. Somehow <laughs> ended up in the middle <laughs> Man, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, all right, that'll do it for your uh, 2015 Lollapalooza recap. I can't wait to see what happens next year. Stay tuned. We have a special segment from from Lollapalooza coming up next. to Alabama Shakes. The song is Future People. I like them. They were amazing. Yeah, they're incredible. Well, the, the the intention for this segment was to kind of parallel what Joy and Jesse did last year with their Man on the Street interviews that they did yeah. around Lollapalooza. Get a little finger in the pulse, a little sense of the buzz, the scuttlebutt, what's going on with the kids these days. Yeah, a little inside view of yeah. Lollapalooza for those and, who And know. so, uh, you know, Joy won there this year, so Jesse and Jeremiah set out uh, to accomplish the same thing. And it didn't exactly go according to plan, I heard. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> this, this was... Um, you know, I, I talked about how the guy for everything was unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> this made me fear for the generation of like who I who the member you know the people I interview were members of. So our idea was, yeah, we would do this funny kind of lighthearted thing where we just ask goofy questions. You know, I wasn't going to be asking who hurt you. This what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> you were you were going to ask uh, what what did you learn at Lala? What did you year? learn at Lala? Right, we yeah. we yeah. thought they've been here three days. Yeah. We we'll get some funny answers. We'll get some funny we'll answers. Be some it'll, clever it'll be, people. Yeah, some, yeah, yeah. It'll be yeah. easy. Maybe we'll get some weird people. This will be an easy setup. We'll la- we'll, a few will laugh with them. A few will laugh at them. Exactly. You know, but you're not going to see their face, so it doesn't matter. It's <laughs> right. Right. And then, you know, we're not going to get into their personal lives no. and make it weird. It's no. just going to be a real quick, fun this thing. This will be fun. Maybe we'll do 20 of them and go sure. back to back. It yeah. was a flawless plan. Right. Jesse and I are a great team. We spent the preceding two days every waking hour together we thought there's no way this can go wrong right because we're both funny dudes we'll be able to steer yeah, you anything ban- you can banter yeah, yeah. It, we'll steer anything that comes at us towards our no direction you right. guys are pros you're you're podcasting professionals right that's what that's that's what we had thought for the first three minutes that's what we thought things went downhill very very quickly and i apologize for what you're about to hear <laughs>
All right, Jesse, we're out here on the streets at Lollapalooza. We are. Last night here, we've been here three days. Yeah, we're, we're both super tired. We've got a good lot. Of, we talked to a lot of cool artists, got to see a lot of cool bands. You twisted uh, your ankle. I, I destroyed my ankle. I obliterated it night one. <laughs> and you're uh, in, not even night one. Like within the first couple hours, <laughs> you stepped in a giant hole. It's very true. Total, all your body weight came down on your ankle. Yeah, but you know, I put the rally cap on. Yeah, you Man did. We managed to get through the week, uh, the weekend. We saw a lot of great artists. We talked to a lot of great artists. Uh, you know, Cameron's out there watching, I think, ASAP Rocky right now. Cameron's been everywhere. He's yeah. hit, uh, somehow there's 180 bands and he's seen every he's single seen one He's seen at least one song from each. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're gonna, at least. We're going to right now uh, check out, uh, I think tonight we have TV on the radio, Florence and the Machine of Monsters and Men that good we're going to try to see. It's a good night. Uh, but before we do that, it's Sunday night. Everyone here has been sweated out in the Chicago heat. <laughs> <laughs> Having a good time. We're going to go out on the street and get some of these crazy party animal <laughs> feedback on what people learn from Lollapalooza. And I'm really interested in what we're going to find out because there's a lot of maniacs here. Yeah, I think it's going to be informative <laughs> and entertaining at the same time. Yeah, and possibly uh, explicit. So yeah. we're going <laughs> to see what we can find from these people who have been out here on the streets for three straight days listening to rock and roll music. Sweating and not sleeping. Yeah, well, let's go see what we can find. All right. Turn down for what? Okay, so so where are you from, man? Uh, London. Where, what's your name? Matt. Have you been here all three days? Yeah. Okay, so it's Sunday night. You've been here all three days, sweating it out, enjoying music. What's the one thing you've learned from Lollapalooza? Well, th this park is huge. It takes a long time to move across. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they, you can fit a lot of acts <laughs> in one area. Yeah. Like, well, Sorry. Matt, have so much fun. Thanks for uh, chatting with us for a minute. Yeah. We appreciate you. Thank you. All right, thanks, yeah, man. Cheers, awesome. guys. Thanks a lot, man. That's what was awesome. Thanks a lot. Turn down for what? So, uh, where are you guys from? Um, I'm from Oswego. It's like 60 miles south of here, or okay. 40 miles, something like that. I live in Chicago. Okay, cool. What's your names? I'm Allie. Caitlin. Caitlin. What is the one thing that you've learned at Lollapalooza this year? Don't experiment with drugs here. That's a that's a good. <laughs> this is not a first time. Yeah. That's a lesson you don't want to learn. friends around you. <laughs> Those are lessons you don't want to learn yeah. the hard way. Yeah. Exactly. We're not yeah. them. I'm watching, watching other, other people. people. Yeah. yeah. We <laughs> learn from their experiences. Yeah, we know. We know. So any other lessons from Lollapalooza 2015 other than drug experimentation and know who you're hanging out with? Water. <laughs> water. Water. Right. water. Perfect. Yeah. All right, guys, I awesome. appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Hey, thanks so much. Turn down for what? 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 What, what's your name, man? My name's Connor Simpson. What's up? Dude, I love the jersey. We were just Thank talking you. about jerseys. Is that, is that a Jordan? This is a... Not, get a picture of this. Get a picture of this. Yeah, Take yeah, a picture. Yeah. Like, I'm getting interviewed, dude. Take a picture. Yeah, this is a 90s all-star jersey. Whoa. Richmond. Nice. I don't know his first name. <laughs> we got this at a Chinese website. 
<laughs> for twenty-five dollars. That's oh, a steal. That, that's a steal. That's take a picture. What? All right, good. Yeah. So you've been here all three days. All three days. So what's the biggest lesson that you've learned after three days at Lollapalooza 2015? You gotta hydrate. I've heard several people say that. I'm well, really impressed. Well, dudes, we appreciate you guys uh, chatting with us for a minute, man. Have a good night, brother. Let's go interview people. Come on. <laughs> I got some people that want to be interviewed. Okay. <laughs> Come on, follow me. I don't know what's happening right now. You guys are making me look cool. All, All right, right, cool. Okay, our mic has been stolen. We're following around someone. This is my friend Hunter Van Wagner. Okay. Now, Hunter, we're gonna we're here to interview you. We're here to. I'm here on promo. We're here to talk to you. Um, well, let, let, let me. You, you got it. Okay, one, one, one. Where are you guys from? Florida. Florida. Oh, yeah, Orlando. Yeah. You came all the way out here. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. give you some good footage. Come on, come with us. <laughs> come on. We're being drug around. Over here, over here. By, by the leash of this microphone that this guy has commandeered. He's taking us into the EDM pit, and he's apparently going to get us like some good footage. How far away can we be? Is it too loud? This is about, this is about right. the closest that we can get. Right all right, all right. I got to find him. He's a great guy. Yeah, I believe it. All right, all right. Chuck. Okay, he's found him. He was right in front of us the whole time. All right. What's your name, dude? Charlie Murphy. What is the main lesson you've learned at Lollapalooza 2015? Pace yourself and drink a lot of water. You're like the fifth person who said drink a lot of water. Am I going to be futured? Well, let me ask you this. How much water did you drink? Am I going to be futured? <laughs> what? Possibly. I want to give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to my mom, Brian Scanlon. I got to give a shout out to him. What's your mom's name? Connie Simpson. What's this article called? This is just, it's called uh, what, okay. what You Learned at Lollapalooza. Okay, now let me. Most of my friends hang out here. If you guys come back after the show, they'll probably all be here. Right, cool. So I can introduce you guys and get you yeah. good photos. Awesome, dude. We appreciate yeah. it, man. Dude. Thanks, man. That was fun. Thanks, bro. I got you guys. That was Thanks, awesome, man. dude. We'll that see you good, soon. That was good, man. Yeah. Don't put that in there. <laughs> I got you. Hey, Jesse. Okay, can, so can we just talk? Can we just talk for as as friends about what just happened, dude? I'm I'm a little perturbed at that what just transpired. Our microphones were commandeered by commandeered's a nice word. I'd say stolen, and we were attached to them. Yeah, we, like we literally could walk away because he would not let go. <laughs> he would not let go of the microphone, so and we would lose hundreds of dollars of equipment. Here's here's what I've learned at Lollapalooza. You ready for it? This is what I've I'm ultimately ready. learned. You can you cannot walk around with microphones and expect to get anything productive no, done. Yeah, exactly. Walk away with broadcast quality equipment that you want. You don't want taken out of your hands, <laughs> and you don't want people just to walk up to you and say profane, horrible things that you can't unhear yeah. into your microphones. Yeah, those those are stuck in my brain forever, and yeah. I'm gonna need recovery time because of the words that I've heard thus far. Yeah, no, I'm with you. So, all right, well, I think that dude looks like Father John Misty. All right, well, let's go. Uh, let's follow him around and see if we can get him to talk about naked people. <laughs> Turn down for what? That was what I learned at Lollapalooza with Jesse and Jeremiah. Train wreck. Woof. Freaking <laughs> Up train next. wreck. Feedback.
You're listening to Chet Faker. The song is 1998. It's featuring Banks. Yeah, um, right. I missed that set. I was I made the wrong call throughout the Lollapalooza. Yeah, yeah we I'm, talked about that. I'm sorry, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, but uh, okay, it's time for uh, your feedback. But up first is the spot if we if we rarely have a correction or apologies where we do it. Um, we apologize to Joy for cutting her out of last I'm week. really sorry, yeah. Joy. Thanks, guys. I wish you could have seen my face when I realized what it had terrible. happened. It was painful physically for me. I got like a voicemail and the longest text message ever from Jeremiah. It was so sweet. I was like, oh, he feels so bad. Yeah, yeah. Jeremiah, how did she reply to your heartfelt message? Oh, she uh, she recorded a voice text message. Yeah, and she was not, very not a voicemail. She didn't text him back. She did that thing where she presses the button to record her voice and sends so it as a text. Easier. That's how that's so how Joy easier. and I text. I text her and then she just talks back to me and it's actually really quick and easy. So you're exchanging yeah. voicemails via text message. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you have to wire. wait for the ring, and you also don't have to have the, are you finished leaving your voicemail? If yeah. so, you know. We all know Joyce had to wait for the ring way too long in her life. <laughs> way. <laughs> oh, clever. Oh, hey, that on. was really clever. <laughs> Thanks, man. When you're editing that, bring that up and add an applause to that. That was really good. <laughs> that was really good. So, Joy, are you saying at the end of a voicemail you have to wait for something? Because I typically just hang up. <laughs> 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 no one's got any of my voicemails. <laughs> okay, uh, it's time for your feedback. Uh, last week, we asked you, what is your most memorable moment from a music festival? Maybe it was the best festival you went to. Maybe it was something crazy that happened to you at a music festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've all been to a music festival, Christian yeah. or otherwise. Yeah. You ever, uh, maybe you tried to do a segment and it totally got derailed by m- someone. Maybe you tried to slide a slide and got all chafed up. Well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe <laughs> we, you played at a, a music festival. You did. Ichthus. You Kentucky. did not. Nailed Whoa. it. Did you, do, did you do Christian version of Dave Matthews songs? <laughs> no, I did Christian version of Christian songs. It was terrible. It was Crash awful. into him. Oh, <laughs> gosh. That, that hurts my heart. It'll come into your heart. Oh, that crashes my heart. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, a big so crowd for that one. You guys hit us up on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com, and you also hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. Some of these are pretty good stories. Uh, here's a few of our favorites. <laughs> Mac Wells was at Cornerstone back in the early 90s, probably 1991. <laughs> he was a young Christian, probably in eighth or ninth grade. And a family friend took him to the music festivals. Uh, he, he decided to wear a Black Crows t-shirt, which I guess for people that aren't familiar with the Black Crows, they're not known as a Christian band. And he said at some point, a gentleman walked up to him and yelled at him. And this is a grown man yelling at like a you know 13-year-old. This is supposed to be a Christian concert. And then walked away. Because <laughs> a black crow's t-shirt at a Christian concert makes it a secular concert. Correct. Yeah, I'm surprised they let yeah. him in. Yeah. Correct. Or maybe he actually just liked the bird. I mean... <laughs> right. Which he was really confused. He was a very innocent Christian kid who just liked watch bird watching. Yeah, he was just and, into birding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Justin Smith uh, said that his first time in a music festival... Uh, was in Atlanta in 2001, and he decided to crowd surf for the first time. Have you guys mm. done that? Yeah, I think I've I was at that. that festival. Honestly, <laughs> no, seriously, at the Atlanta Fest 2001, I think I was there. Wow. Yeah. So he said the second stage uh, was where he decided to do it, and the second stage was in a gravel parking lot. <laughs> he said the second mistake was starting too far back, so the Ooh. crowd seemed to be a bit thinner, I assume. <laughs> uh, and he said he was dropped on the ground, gravel six times because he was determined to make it up to the band the adrenaline kept him going for the rest of the day but he was so sore that he could barely walk <laughs> oh, man. It's dedication man. 
You know, we didn't see, you know, like the whole like early, late 90s, early 2000s kind of mosh pit, you know, crowd yeah. surfing. None of that. None of that happens anymore. No, no. I think because yeah. it's the same people going to these festivals are just getting older and more tired. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's not new crowds coming every year. They're just getting I don't a year know. older. When, we, when I went to Lollapalooza last year with the guys and I was like, I felt like a mother. There were all these girls in these like scandalous outfits that mm-hmm. were just you know, inebriated. And I was so concerned. I was like, honey, let me just keep an eye on you. <laughs> so there's still some young, young whippersnappers there. <laughs> <laughs> I can share, I can share my favorite moment from Lollapalooza last year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Joy, yeah. since, since you got cut, we should give you a little, a yeah, little more I got, time. I got cut from the show last week <laughs> and I got cut from going to Lollapalooza this year. So now's your time to shine. It's my time to shine. My favorite memory, like truly, like I have flashbacks at least once a week. Uh, no, but it was like the very last show I had to get going and it was the Avid or Avid, what is Ava, it? Avid Brothers. Avid Brothers. They don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> and it had been raining that day. Do that you guys amazing. remember? Of course, it was amazing. Yeah. It was a moment. Yeah. And I was wearing my Moo and I knew I had to like get, get on the road and I just like took off, I think I took off my sandals. Yep, you did. You just went for <laughs> it. Yeah, I handed them to Cameron. I was like, guys, because you guys were up on the steps so you get a better view. Yeah. And I was just like, I got to go. And I went and I worked my way to like the middle of the crowd. And I just danced like the hippie I always <laughs> wanted to be. And I was so muddy. It was awesome. Raining, folk, <laughs> modern folk music, just pulsating over the crowd. It was, yeah, it was, it was a moment. Glorious. It was pretty <laughs> great. It was really cool. <laughs> All right. Oh, go. One, one more. This one is just cool. Uh, this is from from Hannah. She said that uh, it was the the summer of 2010. She had gone to Cornerstone like year after year, but had done an internship that summer and was broke, didn't have any money. She had you know it's an unpaid internship, and uh, she really was bummed out because she was like fried and just kind of burned out from from doing the internship all summer. She entered a, a contest on, from the relevant uh, Twitter feed and won tickets to Cornerstone and oh, got to go. So look at that. That's Follow awesome. us on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that'll do it for last week's feedback. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. Well, well, earlier in the show, we had some big news, and it wasn't that Edgy Eddie is still alive and well. It's uh, that <laughs> yeah. Joy Egger is going to be Joy, <laughs> Joy Egger to read pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we were thinking that this week's question of the week would be good because she's still got time. Yeah. Uh, that'd and be she's good on to get the show this week. Some ideas <laughs> right. think. for her after party. Some people call it a reception. We're calling it an after party. Yeah. So for the Edgar to read after party <laughs> slash reception, we want to know your ideas for uh, what should happen, what should go down. It's going to be so helpful if you guys do that, and I will do everything that you say. You have to personally guarantee that everyone that submits something, you will it'll, do. If they take will. the time to write in, you have to. Uh, Jesse it. got stuck doing the Nickelback Challenge because of a statement yeah. similar to that one. So <laughs> Yeah, just, you're, you're going to be like parachuting into your own wedding and doing a lot of things you wish you didn't have to I'm do. Gonna, I'm going to do a, a crowdsourcing, funding, whatever they're called. Kickstarter. Just Kickstarter. pull everything off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's the that's the catch. If you suggest it, you have to wedding, you have to help fund it. Yeah, yeah. You have to be willing yeah. to help fund it. Okay, so hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can post your ideas because they'll probably be too long and elaborate for Twitter mm-hmm. on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Mm-hmm. Thanks to our sponsor, Harry's. Remember, go to harrys.com now, and Harry's will give you $5 off uh, your first purchase if you type in our coupon code RELEVANT5. That's H A R R Y S.com and uh, enter RELEVANT5 at checkout. 
And thanks to everyone who participated in what I learned at Lollapalooza. Uh, <laughs> Gosh. Oof, they probably don't even remember being part of the segment. Yeah. Um, and very special thanks to Carter Simpson for totally derailing the entire thing. <laughs> Next year, we'll just watch the bands play and uh, not talk to you people because you freak no. us out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash relevant. You can see the band performances and uh, a lot of the stuff that's happening behind the scenes. And remember to get the magazine. Go to relevantmagazine.com. You can get it now. It's only a buck a month. We think you'll like it. You'll get the uh, instant access to the iPad edition and all the archives, and you will get it in time for our new issue, which is coming out. And maybe next week I'll announce who's on the cover. It's very cool. It just went to the printer. Yeah. It's one of my favorite covers yet. You did announce it on Twitter already, so go look through our feed. Yeah, you did. I said in a direct reply to a guy who correctly guessed it and i said yep dig dig for that answer yeah, yeah. yeah. it's an incentive to subscribe to relevant because you make it a scoop like that boom yeah, yeah a little on, scoops on exactly. yeah exactly scoop. hot, hot, take. hot scoops yeah. and hot lick all right any any uh closing hot licks eddie you know what i think we've done a lot of good today yeah um i'm looking any any, any other heroes you want to put in their place <laughs> <laughs> any other countries you want to call out for their forgeries uh, Eddie, you are literally turning into the relevant podcast version of donald trump i know i said that last year oh man and, and, and the lack of apologies just to stick into your guns you know oh yeah because i would have absolutely fired him like that's not even a joke i would have fired that, even that is like donald trump yeah he's, he's famous for firing people do you know you know that they tried to cut him down to two days they tried to do something to try to get some in-between spot the guy is messing with the drawer you got to be fired <laughs> like that's it what are you gonna do he's not taking from the drawer he's he's adding to the drawer to make he, it balanced right, you don't touch you cannot touch the drawer it's like rule number one if you get a drawer you don't mess with it if you accidentally make a mistake and you you're saying you cannot correct your mistake that's what you're saying i am but he did not make a mistake he, he did purposefully he, uh, he undercharged that family and he made up the difference out of his own pocket so the ba- the drawer was balanced right you cannot mess with the drawer like even he didn't mess with the drawer it was before it hit the drawer the thing is is He's, that hey, the hey, rule Cameron, you, 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 you're fighting a pointless battle here you understand <laughs> <laughs> he's not he's not can't reason with crazy well right. we've talked about it i wouldn't fire him right away i would wait till christmas eve and <laughs> 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 i would absolutely fire him in front of his family <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad we can be part of my decline together. there's no way i'd rather go down than with you that's guys, award-winning so. podcasting right there watching yeah, somebody just yeah just devolve tank yeah. right yeah. in front of you all right well on that note we'll wrap it i'm cameron strang i am not at all sorry <laughs> jeremiah dunlap <laughs> i'm joy agrich i'm jesse carey for a while you are <laughs> then you're married <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Connect with us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast, and get bonus material from this episode and more at the podcast section on relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check the magazine out. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe.
And he's stuck in his tube and his thigh is very chafed. 